0: Hi, this is Al Milgram, and you're listening to the Captain America Comic
1: Book Fans Podcast. Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 101 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Verbanis, and as always, the best gosh darn co-host is with me. That's Mr. Bob Lucius. Hey, Bob. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think about me?
0: Uh, you know, it's rattling around in my brain, Rick, but I, I got to tell you, I I don't know. It's on the tip of my tongue. What is it?
1: That is a quote from the movie Beaches.
0: Beaches. Okay. Right. All
1: right. That was Bette Midler. I love that quote. I think it's, I, I don't know. I just think it's so so witty and so clever but that's just me that's my humor but anyway I love that quote but why why am I giving it to you Bob because uh, what year did the movie Beaches come out in? Hell if I know well it came out Bob in 1998 however it was one of the top grossing movies of 1999 it was one of those movies that came out in 98 but was still making money in 1999 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what are we covering today? Well, that would be Captain America issues 348, 349, and 350, which started off in 1998, but finished in 1999.
0: Rick, I'm still hung up on beaches. So uh, was that the the movie with the wind beneath my wings?
1: Yes, Bob. And it just so happens back in... Episode eighty. Yeah, I, I made good on the bet, and I sang yeah. the song to you. Yeah, when beneath too. my wings,
0: beautifully rendered. There was like a combination of Luciano Pavarotti and Josh Groban, all sort of rolled into <laughs> one. <It was laughs>
1: you just... said Neil Diamond at the time.
0: <laughs> was that Neil Diamond? I yeah. I don't you, know
1: yeah, you said if I close my eyes, I I can hear Neil Diamond.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what okay. you said.
1: All yeah, right. so I thought it was appropriate because you know, hey, yeah. that that movie that song but bob not only did it come out in 1998 and and do well in 1999 do you know where it ranked as far as the top grossing movies of 1999
0: you know i really i have no idea rick i gotta tell you, i've never even seen that movie so yeah, I, I, I don't. Know. I, i've
1: never seen it either. but <laughs> but i know some of the quotes but yeah you know, you know how that goes um, yeah. yeah it was number 24 In top grossing of 1999. Why is that important, Bob? Well, because here we are, Captain America 350 is the 24th issue of the Captain storyline that we've been covering for the last eight months. We started off, Bob, with issue 327, and we went all the way to 350 today, and that 24 issues is really... Uh, You know, it's been a it's been an eight month journey and here we are.
0: You know, a lot of folks don't realize that they can't see it because I see you. But right behind Rick, there's a big like a big bulletin board and it's got pictures and there's like thumbtacks with pieces of string that are connecting obscure like places on the board. It's very, very. uh, Yeah, it's got the whole. Uh, a, little, a little bit of a unibomber feel, but uh, <laughs> Rick does his research. There's no there's no getting around it, folks. He connects the dots for you.
1: Yes, I am here for you. Uh nowhere else, Bob, nowhere else are you going to get a Beaches quote tying in a twenty-four part story by yeah. Mark Grunwald. Nope that come, came out in 1998 yeah, 1999 i challenge
0: you to find anything even remotely similar to that
1: <laughs> all right yeah you know it has been a journey bob it really has um way back in february of this year we kicked off a i i would say it was a very um uh what's the word i'm looking for um when someone takes on a, a big challenge, what's what, what? What word am I looking for here? Over ambitious. It was a very ambitious. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would say over. Not right. the over. <laughs> it was a very ambitious undertaking. I would say right.
0: Um.
1: So it was we. Grandiose. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. S A T word. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was twenty-four issues. We decided to start with issue three twenty-seven. and That was when the introduction of John Walker as the Super Patriot. And then it was a battle between John Walker and uh, Steve Rogers. Uh, and then we did we we broke this up into three issues for every part, right? We so it was twenty four issues over eight parts, three issues a, a pop. And so we did uh, three twenty seven through three thirty five was, was were parts one, two, and three of what we called Road to the Captain, right? And then starting with issues three thirty six. To now we're doing the captain we did parts one two three four and five here we are in part five so if if you haven't figured out yet uh go back and read so episodes 70 74 79 were the road to the captain episodes 83 87 92 96 and here we are 101 so it's been an eight month journey bob and i gotta tell you i'm excited to finish this with you because it's a one heck of a story
0: yep and you know and, and people if you if you don't know this if you take every one of those issue number uh, those uh, the podcast numbers you add them up you divide by your age it will come out to 100 the first issue of captain america <laughs> i just made that up but <laughs> <laughs> okay. it sounded great though right you know it's a possibility. Sure. All
1: right. let's go with that uh, okay yeah i like that all right um so bob what uh I, i'm not going to recap you know the story leading up to this part but um you know john walker has has gotten himself in some trouble um he's broken the commission's uh rules and you know orders um he, he went up against the watchdogs his parents were killed uh he then took it out on left winger and right winger former former uh bold urban commandos that worked with the super patriot um and uh you know apparently killed them um the commissions had this out had has that had the commission has had it out for Steve Rogers. Um, he's been imprisoned because he actually went in to negotiate the release of his, uh Dennis Dumphy, D-Man. Um, so he's behind bars. Uh I mean, wow, it, just so much coming to a head, and here we are.
0: Indeed, indeed. And I think it's it's been a little bit, we've 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 seen a little bit of of Walker's journey though, right? I mean, he started off as quite a bit of a hothead and quite uh quite um sure of his ability to step in uh, into steve rogers shoes as captain america but as things have progressed along he's 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 actually developed quite a bit of self-doubt uh um and wondering whether maybe maybe steve rogers uh was more capable than he gave him credit for and or the job was more difficult than than he expected
1: yeah yep yeah he's had his journey and then and on the opposite end we've seen steve roger's journey right we've seen how steve has um gone from doubting himself and um to to now you know and questioning the commission and questioning the government uh to now kind of saying maybe i was wrong to question maybe i was wrong to to you know to to give back the the shield and and the uniform um, so that's where we are now. Um, all right. Stick around for the end. Uh, we have uh, we'll tell you about our next episode, which is actually kind of fun. And it ties in with the MCU. Um, so that'll be fun. We'll tell you about that. And also stick around because, Bob, at, you know what we need to do. We need to talk about what's our favorite panel. What are we going to put on a T-shirt and what's going to go into the time caps? Do you already
0: have them picked out or are you just going to wing it? Uh, I have some ideas, but I, you know, I sometimes, sometimes it just hits different, Rick. As we're going through it, right? Something just resonates different uh, when you're you hear it out loud, or it's true. Uh, You see it in a different way. So, well, I I you know, I reserve the right to change my mind.
1: All right. And who goes first this time? I have, I have no idea.
0: Uh, I don't know. We should flip a cap coin. Okay.
1: All right. After all, what would Cap do? <laughs> <laughs> flip a cap coin. All right, so we're going to get to issue 348. The solicitation for this one uh, that Marvel put out back in 1998. and says, Flag Smasher's got a problem, and he wants Captain America's help. But when Captain America turns out not to be the one Flag Smasher knows, the stage is set for a battle royale. Back then, was it was Royale with cheese a thing?
0: <laughs> this may—I don't know. This might be before that. Yeah. yeah. When, when before did the pulp whole fiction craze, right?
1: When did pulp uh, fiction come out? I,
0: I don't know. Wasn't it? it had to have been? Well, I don't know. It, it, every, my, my go-to is like, oh, it was the early two thousands, but that's for everything. Just because I don't want to admit that you know things came out in the eighties or nineties or something. Yeah. Ah,
1: it was the early two thousands. No, it was. It was
0: 1994. No, that's what I said to everything. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was the
1: early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, so who's the uh, creative team for this? Well, we already mentioned the writer, Mark Grunewald. Uh, penciler has been Kieran Dwyer. Inker, Al Milgram. Colorist, Greg Wright. Letterer, Jack Morelli. And editor, Ralph Macchio. All right. So on the cover, um, we have up in the corner box logo. We we have the uh, the the new John Walker, Captain America, back to back with um, Battlestar as they stand there with their shields. It is seventy five cents, Bob, and Comics Code Authority. Standing over a defeated John Walker, Captain America, is Flag Smasher. Now, if you don't know who Flag Smasher is, um, shame on you. You should have you should have listened to the uh, the episode that we actually went over the origin of the Flag Smasher. So you can go back and listen to episode ten, where we cover um, three issues and is basically the uh, origin of Flag Smasher. But he's he's an anti-patriot, right? He wants to save the world by destroying all concepts of
0: of country Nation, nationality right yeah, yeah yeah right you know and so forth you know i not enough people. You know i'm looking at this cover rick which i know we're gonna talk about in a minute but i think to myself you know not enough people do flag smasher cosplay mm. i'm thinking that's a pretty cool mm. a pretty cool uniform there
1: it is. He looks a little bit like Space Ghost. So maybe people don't want to be like go around uh, and be like, yeah.
0: hey Space Ghost. And you're like, no, Black <laughs> Smash.
1: Yeah. See, See a mace? I have a mace. Yeah, I have a mace.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah. It, I mean, it's kind of neat costume. Yeah. Um, and then at the bottom of the the, the cover, it, it says, What does it say, Bob?
0: Apps smashed.
1: The way you said that, I swear I was like, Are we about to do a
0: fight in a video game? (laughs) (laughs) Go. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. You know, the title doesn't roll off your tongue, right? Caps Mm -hmm. smashed. But that is what it is.
1: All right, so we cut to the opening um, splash page. And it is an image of the Flag Smasher on these flying jet skis. So they're like snow skis, but they they have jets on them. and he's uh, flying. He has got his cape flowing, and behind him are also on flying jet skis, but they look they look um well they're they're part of ultimatum and but they you know they have black pants and white uh, jumpsuits with white boots and gloves and a helmet, you know, and they got these jet packs with these laser rays shooting out um very sophisticated um so and, they're, and they look like to be up in up in the north pole somewhere right um you can see the the breath and you can see they're over ice glaciers and but what's going on bob i don't get it i mean flag smasher is he's he's the leader of ultimatum yeah yet these guys also, work for him yeah but they're they're firing at him
0: yeah
1: in fact it says late summer 15 miles from the North Pole. My own agents shooting at me. Surrender, flag smasher. Surrender. or will have no choice but to kill you. You fools. I am the leader, the founder of Ultimatum. You have no authority to pursue me like this. Turn back at once. And Bob, what does Ultimatum stand for? It's an acronym, right?
0: Uh, I'm so glad you asked, Rick. Uh, it is the underground, liberated, totally integrated mobile army to unite mankind who doesn't like a good acronym right
1: i like good acronyms <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just imp- i'm impressed they pulled that one together that's a lot of letters
1: Uh well you know it's totally integrated totally not slightly integrated, integrated. <laughs> <laughs> not half-ass integrated because because right. because then that would make it uh Oh, hey, me. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> And that doesn't
0: that really doesn't roll off it really Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah.
1: yeah. Next page. Uh, and he and there, he's just flying through the air, trying to outmaneuver them. You're no longer our leader, Flag Smasher. Not after what you tried to do. I can explain. If you'll just. They'll never understand. Not if I peg the identity of Ultimatum's true founder and financial backer correctly. My Luger's primitive compared to their plasma blasters. He's stuck behind the outcropping. Not for long. And they, they're they firing at him. And he's hes just barely getting away from these laser blasts. No time for sentimentality. Not if I hope to escape. Let's see. North is that way. And he puts on the, the fallen agent's uniform. There's a scientific outpost about 25 kilometers southwest of here. I may be able to make it there before nightfall. If Ultimatum has given up its pursuit of me. And if not... I will simply have to deal with them as I have the first two. I cannot allow anything to stop me. It's not only a matter of world security, but also of my honor as an anti-patriot. All right, so now we we cut to the commission, and uh, standing before them is John Walker, and they're not happy. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., Assembly Chamber of the Governmental Commission of Superhuman Affairs... Mr. Walker, when we appointed you as new Captain America, we had every confidence in you, but from the time you underwent basic training, you've shown certain lapses in judgment. We kept hoping the problem would clear itself up, but it has only gotten worse. The dust has barely settled from the watchdog incident in Georgia, an affair you should have not have been involved with in the first place, and now we have reason to believe you were in a fracas on a Texas oil field. The result an explosion that left two men critically injured to say nothing of the property damage incurred. I, I didn't know they could frack in Texas oil fields. I thought there was no fracking. <laughs>
0: That's a good Oh, one.
1: fracas.
0: Fracas. Yeah. Fracas. Frac- but you, know, you, you pronounce it fracas. It's a fracas. Yeah. And, but you know, I, this is the first time, I don't know how I, I missed this before, but this is the first time that I realized that, um, they were just critically injured and not killed.
1: Well, we assumed they were dead because of the big explosion. Yeah. that Tied up.
0: Right. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, what do you have to say for yourself? I was there, sir. Those two men are old enemies of mine. Matters got out of hand. Look, we replaced the original Captain America because he couldn't obey orders. When we hired you, we thought you could. But now half the time you're running wild and we are forced to cover up for your ex- for excesses. Let's get to the point, Mr. Walker. It is the opinion of this commission that you are just too wild to be up to any use to us anymore. We took a vote. The majority of us voted to suspend you permanently this time. You'll be under detention, pending an investigation of possible criminal acts. Kindly turn yourself in to the guardsmen waiting outside. Are you following all this, Mr. Walker? Yes. Just then,
0: who pops in the door? It's the man himself. It's it's uh, it's the president. President who? Uh, I believe that's President Reagan. Rick.
1: Hello, <laughs> M- M- Mister M- Mister President. This is unexpected. Yes. Well, seeing as how I'm going to be stepping down in January. I thought I'd take the opportunity to drop by and meet the new Captain America while I still have the chance. And he goes up and he shakes his hand. I'm pleased to meet you, son. I know it's a hard job you have to do. There's been something I've been meaning to ask you and your fellow appointees, Douglas. Ah, yes? Why wasn't I informed about your replacement of the original cap? Uh, when you granted the commission its discretionary powers, sir, I-, I thought you did not want to be burdened with the details of our functions. Don't you think that something as noteworthy as the substitution of our nation's premier superhero warranted my attention? You would not believe the mail the White House has received since you announced it. Half the people wish the new man well. The other demands to know more about what happened to the original. Well, what did happen to Steve Rogers, Douglas? Uh, we had a fire him, sir. In our judgment, he could no longer do the job required of him. I, I see. So where is he now? Actually, sir, he, he's currently being held for questioning in, in connection with the assault on you. You mean the night of the Snake Riot?
0: Do you remember the night of the Snake Riot, Bob? Oh, that was a great night, Rick. Man, I got wasted that. Oh No, uh, in the comic book. Right. Yeah, absolutely different. It was, uh, yes, yes, I do. Viper, yes.
1: Yeah. That was issue 344, Bob.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was a one wild night. <laughs> really to the riot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My memories of that night are so
0: vague. <laughs> Apparently he had a... Oh, see, same problem. Yeah. woo
1: But one thing I do recall... "'Is a masked man saved my life. "'If that was Steve Rogers, "'he should be given a medal, not imprisonment. "'What can I do to expedite his release?' Uh, "'Nothing, sir. We'll take it from here.' "'And they're all smiles. "'Good, good. "'I hate to see a, an old soldier like him being treated sharply. "'Carry on, gentlemen. "'As for you, young man,' I expect to hear great things from you. It's a proud tradition you are upholding. I I know, sir. And then President Reagan walks out. And they're all standing there. And they're like, oh, crap. Now what? One thing's for certain, we we best release Rogers. What about Walker? We cut him loose now. We'll have a lot of explaining to do I say we just keep them on ice until January. At that time, there will be a new administration. They could tell us whether or not to indict them. I'll inform Walker. Now we're back to the Arctic. And we have this flag smasher showing up at this scientific research base. Ice station Abel. I found it. I'm confident I slid under their radar but I still do not care to give the opportunity to prepare for my arrival. And he fires this weapon and busts open the door, the quickest way in. And then he he goes up to all the civilians that are in there, and he's holding one and and uh, placing his, his weapon in the face of another. I am Flag Smasher. I hereby commandeer this facility. Direct me to the communications room, where I will remove your comrade's head as easily as removed your door uh that way and then he busts in and he puts his mace in one of the guy's face in front of the radar you will transmit a message to the united states for me at once make it read captain america i need your help what that's a twist So Flag Smasher's on the run from Ultimatum. Apparently there's some financial backer that he he learned about, and now he's mm-hmm. asking for Cap's help.
0: Hmm. I smell a rat.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so then we cut to sometime later in Washington. We have uh Mr Rockwell who's a person who has been leading the commission um and he's talking to that mysterious person who's on that screen that hidden screen behind his desk that's being hidden by a um retracting uh some sort of framed photo right and we've seen this hidden person before good news and and bad news to report sir are you playing games with me rockwell no sir it, it was the president sir he he walked into today's meeting unannounced and more or less overturned the majority decision to drop walker as captain america good it is important that walker be free to besmirch the image of captain america that i take it is the good news the bad well uh, <clears throat> he uh also strongly urged us to drop our investigation of Steve Rogers and release him as soon as possible. And have you? Not yet, sir, but I don't I don't know any way not to comply with my fellow commissioners getting suspicious of me. Release him, then. Just be certain to plant a bug on him so we know his whereabouts at all times. Then you don't want him killed? Of course not. The dead are a little used to I've got company. I'll call you back. And then he hits the button to have the, the screen be hidden again. Miss Cooper, what's... We've just received a dispatch from an Antarctic scientific outpost. It's been occupied by the anarchist calling himself Flag Smasher. He demands to see Captain America personally in exchange for the release of the 13 scientists stationed there. What, what should we do? Who do we send? Who else do we have but Walker? Maybe if we're lucky, he'll get himself killed and save us a lot of trouble. Mobilize him, will you? All right, so on the next page, we see Steve uh, garbed in his captain uniform, laying on a cell bench, and uh, he's just kind of on his back, just thinking to himself, in the shadows of the bars. I just don't understand myself sometimes. How did I let myself get into this predicament? I've always been a fighter, so why was I quick to back down from fighting the commission over my rights to be Captain America? With a lawyer, a few character witnesses, public sentiment, and and maybe even the president on my side, I might have easily won. Did I back down from that simply because that's not my kind of fight? It's now mighty clear to me that the commission is violating my constitutional rights, holding me here without charging me with anything or letting me see an attorney maybe what they've been doing to me has been illegal from the start as certain of my friends have suggested so why didn't i try to determine who my enemies in government were why did i just walk away without a fight could it be i subconsciously wanted to break from my responsibilities from being cap no i'm no shirker we're Maybe subconsciously I needed a challenge. Maybe I wanted to test myself. Ever since that bout with the Super Patriot ended in a draw, I've been concerned that I've been losing my edge. And that was the uh, that issue I was talking about before, issue 327, which is where we started this story where uh, uh, Cap fought the Super Patriot. And then there's an explosion, and Steve gets up off his his um his bench and he he's like that noise in the distance an explosion what could it the lights the power must have been affected and then he puts his mask on i've had it with this inactivity with this illegal incarceration of throwing obstacles in my own way has indeed been my been my subconscious way of toughening myself up trying to regain my edge Enough's enough. This situation is grunt and tiresome. It's time for this old soldier to fight. But in order to fight, I'm first going to have to get... What? This cell door. It's open. A convenient power outage or a trap. A Set up. Doesn't matter. I'll take it any way it comes. My first job is to see if my friend D-Man is locked up here as I was led to believe. Hmm no sign of anyone else here so far and then he comes across his shield in another area just un un uh, guarded lying up against a desk what's this now i know this has to be a setup and then later we cut to uh us air force uh this big uh airplane and on there, we have Captain America, John Walker, and Battlestar. So this Flag Smasher dude was an enemy of the old guy, huh? Wonder if he knows you replace the old guy, John. He must. Anyway, let's see what his dossier says. Head of the terrorist group Ultimatum is trying to promote ha world unity by attacking all governments. Sounds like a total nutcase, huh? He and his gang hijacked a plane a while back, held the passengers hostage till the old Cap got there. Wow, that that old Duff actually had to use a gun to free the hostages. Cap, the first caught up with him in the Alps, hauled him in. Says here his agents broke Flaggy out of S.H.I.E.L.D. a few months ago. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s that worldwide spy group, right? And here's a photo. Of the sucker. Ha! Looks like he doesn't like having his picture taken. And it's a it's a picture of Flag Smasher holding his mace coming at uh, whoever's taking the photo. And that outfit, I can't blame him. Nice cape, huh? Don't think that buzz will be much trouble. How about you, Johnny? Johnny? And he looks at him. But as in the last few issues, John Walker's is just unfazed. Ever since his parents have been killed he's just kind of been uh, withdrawn stoic man john's in rough shape i thought he'd get over his folks death but he's just getting worse he would not even tell me what went down in that meeting he had with the commission i'm really worried for the guy but there just doesn't seem to be anything he'll let me do to help him and then we cut back to steve as the captain walking around in the, the, uh, the jail area in the dark, but he's got a shield now. Nothing seems to be amiss with the shield, though in this light, I can't tell for certain. I'm confident at least it won't explode on me. Still, no sign of D-Man or anyone else. If the commission is holding him, it's apparently not here. For a trap, this is about as exciting as melting ice. And if it's not a trap, but what it seems to be, a power outage caused by whatever that explosion I heard was, then what? What's my next move? I'll worry about that once I'm definitely out of here. And then he gets outside, and it's uh, night. I'd lost track of precisely how long I've been held. My luck, if luck it is, is holding. Didn't see too much of this place when the armored truck brought me here. But I had it pegged as a military facility. The question is, where is this? It took about two hours to get here from the commission's Washington, D.C. offices. And these are Army vehicles. Hmm. The closest Army base to Washington is Fort George M. Meade in Maryland. And that's where I am. I've got some hike ahead of me. And then we cut back to the U.S. Air Force with... um. With Cap and Battlestar. Air Force 7 to Ice Station Able. We're in your airspace and awaiting further instructions. Over. Air Force 7. This is Flag Smasher. I have you on radar. Do not land within 10 clicks from here. Have Captain America shoot down. Do you copy? Over. And then we have Battlestar putting a parachute on top of Cap. We copy all right, eh, Johnny? You go down there like the man wants. I'll follow as soon as we're, we're where we won't be able to detect another shoot. Go get him, partner. And John's just, again, emotionless and stoic. But he jumps out and he parachutes down and he starts running towards that door that, that got blasted in. And when he goes in there, he sees Flag Smasher holding uh, a civilian scientist with his gun to his temple. Captain, good to see you again. Now, drop your weapon, or I will use this sniveling scientist's brains for paint. No. No? What do you mean, no? (laughs) And then there's this, you should see the face uh, on this scientist. (laughs) Not only is he sweating, but now his eyes are bugging out, and he's like, "Uh uh-oh. You know from previous encounters that I am not above sacrificing a life to further the cause. And I know that you have an inflated regard for the value of every single human life. So drop your shield at once. Go ahead and kill him. You'll join him in seconds. You, you're not Captain America. You're an imposter. And then he tosses the civilian. I cannot believe the United States dared send an imposter. Stinking governments can't trust a one of them. And he puts his gun back in the holster. And he grabs his mace and starts coming at him. Who are you, imposter? What kind of trick does your insepid government think it's playing? I am Captain America. There is only one. Lying cretin. And he takes his, his cape off. And he l- lunges at him with his mace. I do not have time for such foolishness. All of civilization is at stake. Prepare to die, fake. And then he comes down on top of Flag Smasher, swinging his mace. And then John puts up his shield to protect himself, but he's falling back at the same time. Now, here's an interesting thing about this particular um, splash page that we are seeing here, right? Because it's this is all one big gigantic panel and i have to say it is very reminiscent of the cover to 327 by mike Zek and john Beatty, and that is when the uh super patriot is coming down with his liberty torch on top of cap who's putting up his shield um i wonder if there's a A little homage going on here by Kieran Dwyer um, to that cover. And then John replies by giving a right cross against Flag Smasher's face. And he says, I am not a fake. But then Flag Smasher knees him in in the jaw. You hit harder than the real captain. I'll give you that. I'll also give you that. Now answer me. Why did your government send a stand-in? Did they think I would not be able to tell? Did they not take me seriously? Answer me, imposter, before I smash your skull open. And he, he cocks back the mace. But, John takes his shield and bangs it up into the flag smasher's face. Shut up whoever this man is he's a ferocious fighter much less predictable than the original captain his strength appears to be many times that of his predecessor as well and then he flips cap over him no matter my fighting style is superior to his and his strength can be simply be used against him but remember if, like a few issues ago when we saw kind of how John snapped as Captain America and he would look up and have that evil grin on his face. Well, that's what he's doing right here. And he says, say your prayers, scum. And then he takes him through a wall out into the snow. And he's just, he's standing or kneeling over top of his chest and he's just punching him in the face. I've riddled for you, Flag Smasher. What's black and white and red all over? And he's just punching him and punching him. But in the meantime, Flag Smasher's saying, or thinking to himself, got to get a good grip. Got it. And he has one on his wrist and one on his arm. And John says, give up. It's, hey, what are you? Overconfident fool. I let you pin me on purpose. All the better to let my energy absorbing exoskeleton sap you of your strength. Your might is mine now, nationalist. And intend to use it. And my battle mace Against you. Savor the pain while it lasts. Is the last thing on you on Earth you'll ever feel, and he's about to 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 hit him with the mace. But who's coming up behind him? But Battlestar, holy, that dude down, Johnny, blast! He saw me before I could jump him. Eh? Someone clad in red, white, and blue. This clown's partner. One step closer, and this man loses what little brain he had. Go ahead. See if I'm joking. He puts his luger right up to John's ear. No thanks. It's your move, Flag Smasher. So not only did Washington send an imposter, but a lackey as well. Good. I have a message for you to deliver, lackey. Tell your superiors to bring me the real Captain America, where everyone in this facility, including the imposter, will be killed. Hurry. There's not much time left. In 48 hours, the world will be plunged into chaos. That's all because your stupid Americans could not deal straight with me. Now go. What do I do? I can't rush the guy without getting John shot in the head. Could I pretend to go, circle back, try to fake him out? No. This mace swinging madman is probably too cagey to let me get away with that. How did he defeat John like that anyway? And what's all this about world chaos? Maybe I really ought to do as he says, go back to the U.S. and get the original cat. And by the way, dear listeners, in case you're wondering, where's Bob in all of this? Why, why is he not responding to any of this? Uh, technical difficulties, Bob, Bob uh, lost connection and he's trying to get back on. So in the effort of getting through with these these long three issues, uh, I am going to keep rolling here. So we cut back to um, Rockwell, Mr. Rockwell, and he's in his office and he is um, uh, looking at a map and he's seeing something glowing on it. Perfect, perfect, perfect. The homing transmitter we hid in the strap rivet and Roger's shield is working perfectly. Although he's at large, we can monitor his whereabouts at all times. Now, if my... Mr. Rockwell, we've just received a radio dispatch from Battlestar. He says Walker has been captured and Flag Smasher will kill him if we don't send the original Captain America. Yes. Mr. Rockwell, we've just received a radio dispatch from Battlestar. He says Walker has been captured and Flagsmasher will kill him if we don't send the original Captain America. And Rockwell smiles. Tell Bow Star he's out of luck. Steve Rogers has flown the coop, and there's no telling where he is. Elsewhere in Washington, we see Steve wearing a trench coat over his captain uniform in a phone booth, and he's got his briefcase, or as Bob liked to say, attache case. And it's uh it's one that has like the, the phone modem and the, the screen and the and the you know little keypad. Glad to see my portable hotline terminal was exactly where I hit it before I surrendered myself to the commission. But I'm still not having much luck using it to determine if D-Man left word to his whereabouts. All I'm getting is odd gibberish. And, it, and the screen shows a, a, a bunch of gibberish. Nothing wrong with this end of the system. The fault must lie back in the main computer in Brooklyn Heights. I'm at a loss without my data network. There's some sort of malfunction i better attend to it as once. Now, what's the fastest, cheapest, least conspicuous way to get to Brooklyn Heights? And it says to be continued in two weeks in Avengers 298. All right. I think it's time to get to issue 349. And on this one, this one's fun. Uh, it's a fun cover, and it, it, it's a cover by uh, Ron Friends and and Al Milgram, and it has the same corner box as before, same thing, seventy five cents, and it has a very large in your face uh, the captain, you know, by Steve, you know, you know Steve Rogers, and he's got his, holding his shield in his right hand and he has got his left fist up in the air and he's running. Underneath him is uh, Battlestar running behind him, which is odd, right? We don't normally see the pairing of these two uh, appearing to be on the same side. And it says on the cover for the life of the new Captain America, the captain side by side with Battlestar. Mm. Now, if you're looking at this cover, it may have, it may, you know, seem slightly familiar. That's because it is an homage to cover from issue 193. Now, 193 was the beginning of the return of Jack Kirby to Captain America. And he did this cover. And, uh, and also John Romita uh, helped on that cover as well. And the only difference is, you know, instead of Steve Rogers as, as Captain America, Steve Rogers as the captain. And instead of the Falcon, um, they replaced that with Battlestar. So that's kind of cool. It's a nice nice little homage on this cover. The creative team I believe is the same. Mark Grunwald, Kieran Dwyer, Al Milgram, Greg Wright, Jack Morelli, Ralph Macchio. Now, the solicitation for this one is you'd think that the combined forces of the Captain, D-Man, and Battlestar would be more than a match for the villainous Flag Smasher, wouldn't you? Well, you'd be wrong. There's only one way the heroes could beat them, and that's if one of the heroes makes the ultimate sacrifice. Dun, dun, dun. And just for the record, uh, this issue has a cover date of January 1989, so it probably came out in November of 1988. And speaking of 1988 and 1989, I think earlier in this episode, I may have said 1998 and 1999. Something tells me I said that. I don't know for sure, but if I did, I was wrong. Um, I misspoke. It was 1988 and 1989. All right. Well, good news. We got Bob back on the show. Hey, Bob, welcome back from your technical difficulties. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you.
1: We finished issue 348. We're just getting into 349. Um, I think I, and I also corrected myself. I think I, I, I when I was talking about beaches, but did I say 1998, and
0: 1999, or did I say ni- 1988
1: and 89? You said so 98, 99. Yeah, that
0: yeah. was totally wrong. Yeah. 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 Huh. All right. Yeah. Totally yeah. off. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised you didn't catch me, Bob. uh, well, you know, I I put I put I have so much confidence in your research that I feel like my whole like I've been rocked to my core. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I feel bad for all those listeners. Like only listened like the first 15 minutes of the show and they're like, "Uh, these guys don't know anything.
0: all the beaches, the beaches fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We like, we like cap, but we're really, we're really beaches fans. And yeah, they, they messed it up. So can't get that kind of credibility back.
1: Yeah. I guess he really knows. I, he's not my hero. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So we, we just went through the cover and now, We're getting into the story. Uh, Do you happen to know what the title is to this story, Bob? Ice (laughs) Cap, Go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) For the second time in less than a week, Steve Rogers, the original Captain America, storms the beach of Hydro Base, the artificial island that served as the headquarters of the once mighty Avengers. And it's a pretty cool splash of the captain with his shield on his back coming out of the uh, out of the ocean. And water you, could say,
0: dri- you could say he's making a splash, Rick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, would have been, I would have been more impressed if you said something like now that's a splash page.
0: Oh, nice. Well, you know, I'll be here all day. I'll try later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh but it's a pretty cool and it's it's dead of night. Uh there's a moon behind him glowing on the water as he's coming out. Pretty cool image. Uh and he and you know it might even be worthy of a t-shirt. I don't know. Maybe. Never know. It is a
0: good one. Yeah.
1: If I had known I have to swim the 3 miles to get here, I wouldn't have been so quick to let the beast borrow the Quinjet to drop off the Reserve Avengers. If you figure it out, that this story takes place after Avengers annual 18, go to the head of the class. Actually, that's wrong, Bob. This actually takes place after Avengers annual 17. They got wow. it wrong. What the
0: heck? I know. I know. I expect this from you, you know, beaches and all, but, <laughs> but from, from the editorial staff, I know. know. Marvel? Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. They have one job. <laughs> and actually they didn't. And we've, well, not- talked, we've talked to some editors on here. They, yeah. they have a pretty hard job not Ralph Macchio. He also, he ran a
0: dojo. So that's true. Yeah. I had a lot going on at the time. So,
1: you know, you know, you, you just, you just, I know you were waiting for me to say,
0: wax off. (laughs) Yes, I was. But
1: but we have three issues where Ralph Macchio was editor and I was just going to like, you know, keep you guessing on which one I was going to do it. (laughs) But
0: now you took it, you took it from me. You took it it from me. I'm a ruiner. I'm sorry.
1: Yes. You and your stupid dojo. The Avengers apparently disbanded while I was on leave. I wonder what happened. Thor, She Hulk, Dr. Druid, Namor, the Black Knight? I couldn't reach a single one to even ask. I wish someone would have thought to notify me about it, or perhaps they tried. I, I have been inc- incommunicado these past weeks, languishing in the commissioned secret lockup. And that was in Avengers 291 through 297, Bob. How desolate this place has become. It really rankles me to see the proud tradition of the Avengers casually abandoned, abandoned, left in ruins. Then again, some might say that I myself casually abandoned the proud tradition of Captain America, buckled under the government's pressure, and gave up my identity without so much as a fight. Does that rankle you, Bob?
0: I I, I feel rankled every day, but this really brings it up a notch.
1: Yeah. Super Wrankle?
0: Super rankles, yeah.
1: Well, that was then, and this is now. I've hereby resolved to challenge the Commission on Superhuman Activities and settle our differences. Furthermore, I'm determined to resurrect the Avengers. As a high evolutionary affair dramatically demonstrated, the world still needs Avengers. A shame I couldn't convince any of the reservists to sign on full-time. The Falcon, the Beast, perhaps even the Hulk Huh? Someone behind me. And there is. There's this big guy coming out of the shadows. And he's about to jump on Cap, but instead he gives him a big hug.
0: Nothing
1: and it's feels demon. better than,
0: nothing feels better than a big old hug in the dark, right?
1: <laughs> you have me until you said in the dark. <laughs> huh?
0: I don't know. It's kind of scary in the dark. <laughs> Creeping around
1: I't know. yeah. Yeah. Cap. Oh man, am I glad to see you? feelings mutual d-man so what happened to you anyway i heard that the commission had you in custody they did but after questioning me about your whereabouts for a couple of weeks they gave up and let me go i've been searching for you ever since i tried your hotline but all i got was gibberish i tried the avengers but couldn't find couldn't get through i i finally managed to locate avengers island here but no one seems to be home so i've just been Hanging out here, trying to scope out what to do next. Hmm. The commission must have released you as soon as they had me. I managed to get away just a few days ago. And while looking for you, I I got involved in some craziness in Manhattan and a plot to turn all humanity into mutants. Wow. You beat all that by yourself? Hardly. I had some Avengers reservists along, including the Falcon. The main team apparently has broken up. My first priority is to reassemble a team. I've got a proposition for you, fella. How would you, Dennis Dumphy, alias the Demolition Man, like to be an Avenger? What? Me? An, An Avenger? Sure, but great. Now we are two. So, uh, what do we do now? We try to get the Avengers communication system running so we can see about contacting some more membership candidates. Then we'll head back to Manhattan. There's still something weird going on there. Wow. Me? An Avenger? Where do I tell my folks? And then there's a helicopter over top. Ah, cop, you, you recognize that? It's not a Quinjet. And who it is? It's Battlestar coming out of the helicopter. Is this it? It's so quiet. Dead looking. Hey. I recognize that guy. He's the one who beat on me while I was all drugged up during the serpent riot in Washington. Cap calls himself Battlestar. Hello? Anybody? Home? Yeah, creep. Me! And D-Man just jumps on him, punches him across the face. And Steve yells, D-Man! You! That strong guy at the right! And then Steve throws his shield between the two. Hold it, you two! You must be the original Captain America, the guy I came to see. And the shield bounces back into his hand. And who might you be? The name's Battlestar. I'm the new Captain America's part. Prove it, punk. I have a government ID. I've come to uh, ask for your help, Captain. You see... My partner and I were sent after this old enemy of yours, Flag Smasher, after we took over the science outpost at the North Pole. Well, somehow, that Looney Tune terrorist got the best of my pal, and he said he'd kill him, along with the other scientists up there, if I didn't fetch you, the real cat, as far as he was concerned. How'd you know enough to look for me here? Your phone hotline was all messed up, but I figured if anybody knew where you were, it'd be your Avenger Buddies. You work for the commission, don't you? How do I know this isn't a trick of theirs to get me to work for them? I swear to you it's not. The commission was against me coming to you. They'd rather have just written my pal off. The mayhem in Manhattan or Flag Smasher? Hmm. You used to call yourself Bucky, didn't you? Er, uh, yes, sir. It wasn't my idea, though, and I... Have your actions brought honor to my partner's memory? I, I tried, sir. If I can verify the flag smashers indeed at large, I'll go. Come on, D man. I, I don't think we'll need him, Captain. You're the one who's not needed, bats. Later at Ice Station Abel, forty miles from the North Magnetic Pole. Flag smashers walking up to a defeated John Walker. Amazing. I was certain you would have frozen to death by now, half submerged in frigid water for over 24 hours. You may not be the real Captain America, but I will admit you are certainly made of stern stuff. And how would you describe what's going on with uh, John Walker right now,
0: Bob? I'd say, uh, you know, he is uh, he's got his hands tied above his head, Rick, you know, and of course, his feet are tied together. And he's submerged from the waist down in an ice hole, right? And his feet are uh, are weighted down with a uh, steel girder. So mm-hmm. I I suspect, uh, oh, never mind. This is a family show. I'm just going to say, there's some things on him that have gone way past tingling.
1: <laughs> yeah. So half his body, the lower half have been submerged in ice water for 24 hours. Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah, yeah, that's some shrinkage.
1: I know. I was just yeah. thinking of like this Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> episode, right? Right. <laughs> it's shrinkage. Even if the vaulted captain were to show up now, I'm uncertain there is anything we could do to disable the ultimatum device in time. If only I weren't such an idealist, and it did not matter to me where the funding for my anti-nationalist activities came from, then I radar blips. Captain America's craft? No. Dozens of blips. It could only be a squadron of ultimatum agents. He must have finally figured out where I fled to. This installation is going to be impossible to defend. I'll have to find some way to escape. Meanwhile, however, we are in the Quinjet. Man, now I know why you insisted we take the Quinjet, Captain. The government has nothing like this. At least, Not that they let Cappy, um, your replacement, and me use. We're about 10 miles from the coordinates you gave me. I'll see if I can raise Flag Smasher on radio. No, all I'm getting is static. This may explain it. The outpost is swarming with ultimatum agents. Holy, where did they come from? And there they are, all these different agents on their, their flying jet skis, shooting down onto the base. And what are they doing dive-bombing the place? I thought they were flags, man. There's something fishy about all this. Battlestar, you're coming with me. D-Man, get down as close as possible and keep circling until I signal you to land. You copy? I copy. Shoot, we can't very well let B.S. fly this baby. But I sure wish it was me at capside and not him. Two men have disembarked. Get them. And so uh, the ultimatum agents start attacking uh, the captain and Battlestar. Who are these interlopers? They both wear garbs, reminiscent of Captain America's. The last time I fought this group of terrorists, I was forced to take one of their lives. The memory of that still turns me up. Phew. Old Cap slicing through their ranks like he's Teflon. Got to keep up. A rocket skier, a rocket skier on a strafing run, and he dodges the bullets. Wonder if the old cap realizes I'm one of the three guys he trounced way back when the new cap was still a super patriot. I doubt it. My fighting skills have come a long way since my old urban commando days. Hey, where'd he go? You mean he didn't even see that great shot I made? Uh-oh, no time for glory. There's more of these flying monkeys buzzing around than then they're lawn jockeys in suburbia. What's a lawn jockey, Bob?
0: Oh, that's that's funny. He mentions that because I, I remember growing up and seeing uh, those lawn jockeys. Rick, have you? Did oh, they have yeah. Those? yeah. I haven't seen them in quite some time. No, yeah, it's been a long time. Back in the now, 70s and 80s, yeah. yeah. They've been replaced mostly by garden gnomes these days. But yeah, those little... The guys holding the lantern yeah right? the little tiny guy looked like tom thumb
1: yeah tom. It was a little spooky when they were like life-size
0: yeah <laughs> i don't know if i've ever seen any life-size ones. no were, you don't remember
1: they, like i no. yeah they were like i was a kid and i remember seeing them like just just maybe like like i would have been like you know four and a half feet tall and they've been like three and a half feet tall oh, kind of okay spooky. yeah
0: yeah 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 I mean, for a long time, they were, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, a long time, they were a very sort of racist motif, right? Because most of them were, were black.
1: Mm. Um, well, not so. where I grew up. Really? Where I grew up there, white.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Huh. And they had, you know, like checkered hats or shirts. Yeah, or something Like, right. they, like they were like, yeah, uh, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. All right. What's the matter? Fish tank face. Didn't you ever see someone jump 15 feet straight up before? <clears throat> And he takes one guy uh, off of uh, his jet skis and slams him. Inside the main building, however, Steve made his way in. Out of the way, Altis. It's Flag Smasher I want, not you. Something about this whole thing doesn't add up. If Flag Smasher took over the facility days ago, why are his agents just attacking now? Doubt questioning them would yield much. Fanatics like the, this are pretty well trained. And then there's a guy... Who He's firing a machine gun at cap and look, look what he's doing. He's jumping around in one. He is. Yep. Oh, that's a lot of fun. I always love seeing that. Saw a shadow a second before he appeared. Never fails to amaze me how rattled these gunmen get when I do something as simple as advance on them while they shoot. And he does, he kicks, kicks the guy in the head. Outside battle stars there. Now, bro, tell me where you're holding the other Captain America, the guy in the red, white, and blue, or I'm breaking your wrist. I don't know. Wrong answer. And he breaks it. Crack. More sniping. Someone's firing from above. Okay, Rocket Rider, let's see how well you handle the thing with a passenger. And he jumps up and he gets on. And uh, one of the guys shoots at him. Smart move, Jean-Claude. Shooting at one of your buddies? Maybe you ought
0: to have your head examined, <laughs> like so. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's got. I love it, you know. He's got fish tank face, rocket rider, and now Jean Claude. <laughs> where? I mean, where did Jean Claude come from? Well, was it Jean Claude Van Damme? Yeah. Or was, this, was this too early for that? When When was? When, when did Bloodsport come out? You know, oh, Jean Claude. <laughs> I don't know. Um. I guess it would have had to have been about that time, right? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I guess probably he's probably calling him that because you know maybe the guy's like Belgian or something. <laughs> maybe. Jean Claude. Yeah.
0: Jean-Claude.
1: yeah uh, let's see. When did he come out with his movies? Um,
0: what sport was big, man? I was. I, I don't have any time. Definitely I,
1: before I, that. Uh,
0: yeah. I rented that maybe on VHS.
1: Um yeah he was in movies in the 80s okay i'm not sure when Bloodsport came out though um oh here you go uh blood sport came out uh in 1988
0: all right there you go yeah there you
1: go and then and then he went and did like delta force 2 american yep. ninja 3 oh, yeah. cyborg Right. So never top
0: blood sport. Yeah, that was uh, he should have called. Instead of calling him Jean-Claude, he said, nice move, Bolo. Do you remember Bolo, the big guy in the movie? Yeah. He was the big villainy fighter. Oh, man, good stuff.
1: Behind that building, I think I see Johnny. Thanks for the lift, Sonny. But here's where I get off. And then he knocks out the guy on the jet skis, who then (laughs) goes into the building and blows up. Well, that wasn't nice. Um, and then we cut inside and we see one of the ultimatum guys getting like shot, like bullets ripping through his body. And there's another one behind the corner um hiding. Some sort of gunplay going on with whom? This is a scientific base, not a military one. And then he knocks out the one that was hiding. <laughs> Just a quick, just a quick peep. It's Flag Smasher. And he's got my original shield. As Soon as I make sure I've downed all the men in this building, I'll strip the uniform off one of them and use it to escape incognito. And he is, he's, he's down the end of a hall and he's, he's made up some sort of like uh, barricade and he's got a, what kind of, what kind of gun is that, Bob?
0: That looks like it's a, uh, um, uh, a 50 caliber machine gun.
1: Yeah, it's got a little belt.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, belt fed. Yeah,
1: he got a shield. Cap's shield, uh, Mm -hmm. holding up over him, and and then he's firing from on the side of the shield. But then, coming around the corner, is the captain, and he's firing at him. But you know, Cap's blocking it with his shield. All right, Flash Smasher, I don't know what you've been, why you've been mowing down your own men, but then again, nothing to me you do makes sense to me. Captain America. None other. He sounds, moves like the real thing, but that uniform. Prove to me you are the real Captain America. What were my last words to you in the Alps? Please, it's very important. What game is he playing? You said, quote, you're going to regret saving my life, Captain. I give you my word on that. Yes, yes, it's really you. Thank goodness. Hear me out. There's not much time now. I'm no longer with ultimatum. I resigned when I learned that my organization's activities were being funded by that arch-national socialist, the Red Skull. Dun, dun, dun. It's weird he didn't just say Nazi. Well, uh, yeah. But then Steve looks at him and says, the Red Skull? You can't mean the original. He's dead. He died in my arms back in issue 300 i have no idea if it's the original or not nor do i care all i know is that i recently happened upon documentation disclosing that the chief financier of my anti-nationalist army is one Johann schmidt alias the red skull when i learned the truth i tried to dismantle the doomsday machine we have been working on to use a device funded by a nazi even to save the world would be the height of hypocrisy Doomsday device? What are you talking about? All right, I got to stop here, Bob. Okay. So he has been, he formed Mm Ultimatum. He built and grew Ultimatum. He trained, he financed, he led Ultimatum. But then he comes across some document. <laughs> that says the name Johann Schmidt. Yeah. And he just automatically leaps. Well, it can only be one Johann Schmidt. There's, There can't be another Johann Schmidt yeah. in this
0: world, right? Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, the last name's Schmidt, for God's right. sake. It could be
0: John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. You, you don't know? know. You don't you know. You don't know. Right. So he
1: just jumps it up. Oh, no, it's here on the paperwork. Yeah. Johann Schmidt, <laughs> you know. That really rare name in German.
0: Yeah. Moving on. Tendering my resignation.
1: I'm going to... Everything I worked and built, I'm just going to change. All right. You must help me destroy it, Captain. It's set to go off in a mere matter of hours. With my men against me, you're the one person I knew I could trust. He seems earnest. Outside, uh, we have... My, I can't remember. What is Battlestar's name again?
0: Oh, crap. Hoskins. Uh, Hus- uh, Leroy? Le- 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 no. Leon. No. <laughs> 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 uh, this whole
1: episode, I've been like calling him Battlestar because I can't remember his real name.
0: Yeah. Hoskins. 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 What the hell is his name? You're right. I don't know.
1: Okay. So Battlestar. Le- huh? I don't know. So Battlestar finds John and he uh, breaks off his chains and pulls him out of the water. Oh, Johnny. Hold on, pal. I'll have you out of there in a sec. Has he been hanging there since I last saw him? He doesn't look so good. Lips Lips blue, skin pasty. I think he's severely frostbitten. Don't worry, man. You'll be okay now. I'll get you someplace warm. On the other side of the complex, we see Flag Smasher with Cap's shield and his own mace going up against. And then we have um, Steve, you know, with his shield, and they're just battling away. And if I thought helping Battlestar was aiding and embedding the enemy, what do I call an alliance with Flag Smasher? There's D-Man, right on cue. And he he's landing the... Uh, Quinjet. Move it flag and they're on there but D-Man looks surprised. Crap is, isn't that that? Yes flag smasher. No time to explain we've got to move. Uh, but what about Battlestar? We'll come back for it. 11 minutes later and they make it to the ulti- ultimatum base we only have 7 minutes left before every machine on earth is rendered interoperative D-man, pop the hatch and circle. Flag, before we go down, trade shields with me. What? You heard me. What difference does it make to him? And so uh, there they are on their jet skis, flying out of the jet. Caps taking the lead. How insufferably accomplished my rival is. As far as I know, he's never used sky skis before, yet he handles them like an expert. But he did, Bob. Remember when he did?
0: hmm Wasn't it way back then in that original tale? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He he pretended to be a um, an ultimatum agent.
0: He did, yeah.
1: And he gets fired on, uh, but he uses his shield. My shield. I haven't realized how much I missed it. With it on my arm, I, I feel like I could do anything. More ultimatum, boys. This is all a trap. I've fallen for it, hook, line, and sinker. And they're just battling away between the horde. Lead the way, mister. It's in here. This is the ultimatum device, Captain. A huge generator designed to broadcast an electromagnetic pulse like that caused by a thermonuclear explosion, but thousands of times more powerful. The EMP will have a devastating effect on everything with an electrical system. All machines, motor vehicles, computers, all technology the world over they'll all be blown out rendered permanently inoperative thus will all mankind be thrown back to a pre-industrial age i don't even want to know how you thought this machine would implement your goals to abolish all nations i will tell you anyway when all mankind is faced with a common predicament stow it mister and tell me how we can deactivate it. hurry you said there was but minutes left i'm no scientist uh, I don't know how to deactivate it. That's why I brought you. Idiot. Captain D-Man. Mayday. Dennis, can you read me? I read you, Cap. I need you to crash land the Quinjet in the center of the main building. Can you do that and bail out before it hits? I... Affirmative, Cap. I won't let you down. D-Man out. Phew. Guess I'll gain some attitude first and... Hey, what's that sound? And he looks up to the the outside of the roof. I think there's somebody on the roof. And sure enough, Bob, there's two ultimatum agents landing on, on the Quinjet's roof and they have grappling hooks. What do I do? Put this thing into power drive? Fail out and hope whoever's up there has a sense to do the same? No, I can't risk it. What if he's got explosives? Detonates Quinjet before it hits. I'll have failed Cap, the Avengers, maybe the whole world. What other option do I have? And then he, he comes out onto the roof. Okay. Chucklehead off my Quinjet now. Cause that's going to work. Right.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Get off my lawn.
0: (laughs) Chucklehead. That's one that, you know, I haven't used in a long, long time, but I'm going to bring it back. Chucklehead. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should.
1: You should bring it up in your class.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, you chuckleheads. Get your homework (laughs) turned in on time.
0: Oh, I like that. I just, I like the way you just said that. All right. I'm bringing it on Friday.
1: Nothing we can do but evacuate. Let's move. Mister, this place is going to blow any moment. Two minutes to activation. I hope your friend is a kamikaze pilot. I just hope Dennis gets out safely. I wish he had more time to familiarize himself with. What? Flag ducked down that corridor. Does he know a shortcut out of here? Is he up to something, or is he just trying to ditch me? Better go after him. 2,000 feet above. Off you go, dope. And he hits one of the guys and punches him. Oh, man, he was planting something on the jet. A bomb? What do I do with it? I hate it up here. Ever since that dame threw me off a mountain, I've been gun-shy about huh, another one. Remember that, when he got thrown off a mountain? Hmm. Yep. Who did that?
0: Uh, well, I don't remember. <laughs> was it Titania? I don't. I. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Titania. Yeah.
1: I think she's supposed to be in the uh, the She-Hulk series. She
0: was, but it was unrecognizable to me.
1: Uh, I think. Yeah, that was just the first episode. We haven't seen if she's come back yet because we haven't yeah, seen her. Because
0: right. yeah.
1: we're living in the past.
0: Oh right. <laughs> Good point.
1: Hey, you! Oh, he took off. Oh, no, he planted one of those doohickeys, too. I should try to disarm it. I don't know anything about that. It might go off. I know. I'll just rip that whole section off the wing and toss it. Better hit the silk. Can't be more than a few hundred feet from the ground. No time to get the other device. Gotta jump. What the? Oh, and he he notices the guy he punched is still hanging by a grappling hook, and he's unconscious. Jerk will die for some, for sure, unless I entangle him. Only take a second then. And then he hears the bomb click. And he turns. Oh, no. And there's a huge explosion. And then Cap and Flag Smasher running outside. Something's exploded aboard the Quinjet. D-Man, I don't see a chute anywhere. And then there's a louder explosion. it's huge and the look on Steve's face the detail that um, Kieran and, and Alan put into this and the look of despair and just shock and fear on Steve's face as he yells up at the sky looking at the explosion with a gigantic Dennis! I don't see a chute. I don't... Wait, is that smoking debris? I I thought I saw... Blast you, Dennis. Don't do this to me. I count on you to only take an acceptable risk. Just like I did with Bucky when he tried to stop that drone plane in Berlin at the end of World War II. But Bucky Barnes was young, eager to please, and despite the war, did not fear death. It detonated, blew me free. My young partner's body was never found. I can't have happened again. Please, God. And he dives into the water and he's looking for for Dennis. Two hours later, Bob, he pulls himself out of the water onto the ice. No sign of him. Not even a fragment of his uniform. It happened again. Heaven help me. It happened again next cap 350 thoughts before we get to 350
0: uh just a great story but you know i gotta tell you every time i see those uh ultimatum agents on their skis Uh i hear like a james bond theme in my head
1: oh sure Right. Like, <laughs> it's, a, well, it's
0: it's it's you do you remember Honor majesty Secret Service? remember that one? The George oh. Lazenby one, right? Some people Where,
1: say he was uh, one of the best James Bond.
0: I, I love I I love the George Lazenby. I that's one of my favorite uh James Bond. I was a big James Bond fanatic when I was mm-hmm. a kid. And uh and that one in particular takes place in the Alps. Telly Savalas is uh Ernst Blofeld lots of great ski chase scenes. And, and uh, I always, that's where it I always go back to when I see those scenes in, uh, in, these, uh, in these issues.
1: I also think about when Roger Moore was James Bond and there was a ski scene. Oh gosh, what was it? Um, live and Let Die? Um, um, I don't know. Who, who Octopussy? Octopussy?
0: for your eyes only maybe maybe i don't know yeah Yeah,
1: i remember that Mm -hmm. one too that Mm -hmm. was that was a pretty cool scene Mm -hmm. at least it was when i was you know a little kid
0: oh yeah good stuff all
1: right so we get to the cover of issue 350 there's no solicitation for this one i apologize probably marvel was like ah, it's 350 we don't need a solicitation you're gonna buy it remember back in the day like you bought didn't you didn't if even if you didn't buy the series you're like oh it's issue 100 or it's issue 250 i gotta get that because it's a special thing and then you would get that
0: yeah now they're doing, like, it's issue 1,000. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
1: So I collect Daredevil, right? And Daredevil just launched a brand new volume. I don't remember what my volume it is, but it just came out with the number one. hmm You know what issue number two was? 650. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So rather than kick off a new series with 650. Uh-huh. Because it wasn't, you know, like they didn't like extend the last series by one issue. So they did issue one of the new series. Issue two is six fifty.
0: Wow, isn't that weird? That's a weird sort of setup.
1: Yeah, I guess they're like, well, we're gonna get as many sales for issue two as we did for number one. (laughs) (laughs) Crafty. So on this one, we have Captain America, super size 350th issue. Don't worry, folks. We are not going to do the entire issue. We're only going to do up to the point where this story ends. There's some extras at the end. We're not going to get into those. Frankly, we don't have the time. So on the cover, we have S- Steve Rogers in his Captain uniform on the left. We have John Walker in his Captain America uniform on the right. Neither of them have their shield. They are coming at each other almost like mirrored images right um and then underneath it says featuring the captain versus captain america and their dramatic return of the red skull now bob uh and i'll share this in the facebook group um when this when this episode comes out um i had kieran dwyer uh do a commission for me and it's a pretty cool commission and it's an homage to this cover and what it is um Hold on. I will show it to you as I'm describing it. I have it framed and everything. So, it is uh, not an exact replica, but it's an homage, right? And so, what I asked Kieran to do was I wanted Steve in his captain uniform holding his shield, but he's kind of in that, you know, same type of battle, and then across from him, rather than John Walker, it's crossbones. And I picked that because crossbones was co-created by mark runewald and kieran dwyer Mm -hmm. so it was you know partly kieran's uh character so i thought it was cool to get you know the artist to do somebody he created um but if you notice the background bob
0: right yeah
1: the background resembles the background of issue 350 where there's a lot of like starburst kind of like action lines yeah but if you look in this one it looks more like Red Skull's face.
0: Right, yeah, it definitely wasn't, is, yeah.
1: Yeah, it wasn't until Kieran did this commission for me that I ever realized that the cover to 350 in the background is supposed to be Red Skull's face, but it's very much hinted.
0: Huh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have, uh, I, I would not have uh, sort of seen that in my mind's eye. without without having seen this commission by uh, by kieran yeah which i was like okay
1: well i mean who else would better know than kieran who drew this cover that that was his intention behind all those lines was to make the face of the red skull he was told to kind of hide that and not make Mm -hmm. it obvious because i had asked him about it afterwards but it but if they did that then why did they bother at the bottom saying the dramatic return of the red skull,
0: right, yeah,
1: so yeah. what he was asked to do and what editorial ended up doing are two different things.
0: Well, he's probably asked to do the art, you know who knows maybe a month months before right of course, yeah, yeah. that usually that's
1: how it works, yeah, yeah,
0: and so editorial decisions changed, maybe
1: yep, so Karen Dwyer and Al Milgram on the cover, they also do the interior art. Mark Brunwald is the the writer, Greg Wright, colorist. Jack Murley, letterer, Ralph Macchio is the editor. This had a cover date of February 1989. And um, the first story, do you know what the, the title is in this first story?
0: Speaking red.
1: Yeah. That's a double entendre, right?
0: Nicely done, man.
1: Mm-hmm. S A T word. <laughs> so we get to uh, this opening splash page, and there's a very fit, muscular man in a naked, except for a loincloth, uh, and he's blonde, squared jaw. He, who does he resemble? Does he resemble anybody, do you? Bob? You know, he has a certain
0: striking resemblance to Steve Rogers himself.
1: But he's evil looking though, isn't he? With that smile and look on his face?
0: He is, yeah.
1: Yeah. And he says, I'm ready. Proceed at will. And he's standing underneath a spotlight. And then in other spotlights, there are five men dressed as Captain America. And they all have shields. And they all throw their shields at him at the same time. But he jumps up into the air, he grabs the rope rings that are above him, he swings around, does a somersault, comes down onto one of the backs of one of the caps, and he cracks his back. Like he just broke the guy's back. One down. Whoa, he's going all out. Two. And he double punches another guy and snaps his neck back. Well, if that's how he's playing it, that's how I'm playing it. And this guy jumps on him, but, he, but uh, this blonde guy just takes him and smashes him into the ground. Three. And he hits him into another guy with the idea of putting him into this wall of spikes to kill him. But uh, the guy ducks out of it. Oh, but then we got the Somersault, Bob. We got seven pictures of this blonde guy in one panel as he's doing a jump and leaping in the air and somersaulting and he comes down and one of the caps thinks holy who is this guy how can anyone jump like that uh, look I don't like the way you're and the blonde just picks him up and he takes him over his knee a la Bane with Batman and breaks his back over his knee. He's crazy. I'm not risking those spikes again. So the other guy, he's he's like getting away from him. And that is, I believe, is all five. No, wait. It looks like number four escaped the spikes. Congratulations. No, no wait a minute, mister. Uh, the boss said all you wanted was sparring partners. He didn't say nothing about... About killing you. Strictly an oversight on his part, I assure you. And he takes his shield and nails the guy's head. And he just stands there laughing with his blood all over him. And there's a guy in a business suit with a towel, and he comes up, gives it to him, and uh lights his cigarette, which is in a very long, thin cigarette holder, Bob. Yeah. My time, Elrond. Two minutes, 43 seconds, sir. Either I'm improving, or the taskmaster is running out of trained hirelings. Do see about arranging opponents for Friday's workout, Elrod. After disposing of this refuse, of course. Uh, yes, sir. After a cold shower, a massage, and a change of attire, we have him... The, this blonde man, now in a business suit, still with the cigarette, walking into one of the largest private offices I've ever seen, Bob. I mean, it's huge. It's got it trees. trees. Yeah. Yeah. It's got six trees, Bob.
0: That's a heck of a lot of trees.
1: An exhilarating way to start a day. The taking of a handful of lives really gets the heart pounding, the juices flowing. What a land of opportunity America is. How right I was to make my base here in the most influential, most affluent, most decadent nation on earth. And then he goes to his window. And what is he looking out at?
0: The Capitol building, Rick.
1: Every day I gaze out of my window at the Capitol building, the very seat of America's government, and laugh. If political power were my only goal, how easy it would be to steal it. While the posturing politicians were engaged in their petty bureaucracy. I don't want to get into politics, Bob. But, but uh, yeah, that probably is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I have farther-reaching ambitions. For I have become an American dreamer. I now embrace the American dream for what it is: the realization of one's personal ambitions by whatever means necessary. My American dream is no less than the denial of everyone else's theirs. To achieve it, I'll have to enslave every American citizen and destroy America itself. And he goes and he sits in his chair in front of his desk. And there's a monitor that comes down from the ceiling. A lot for one man to accomplish in his lifetime? For any other man, perhaps. But how many other men are on their second lifetime? with an infinite more ahead of them but to business in this time i touched base with my lackey in the president's commission on superhuman affairs good morning rockwell your report er still no sign of steve rogers sir he did not return from the arctic from the arctic with the battle star and the new captain america it's possible he perished in battle with flag smasher unlikely I thought so too, sir. I'm investigating a report that he was sighted in New York City yesterday. And we cut to New York City. And there's Steve in a trench coat uh, going up to a news booth, grabbing a paper. Any times left? Sold out. I guess I'll take a bugle. It has more pictures of that craziness, anyway. You don't look like you were affected much. You leave in New York City, you see a lot of strange things. It looks like things are pretty much back to normal here. The mutants are being blamed for it all, as usual. I suppose somebody's got to be the scapegoat. I doubt even New Yorkers are ready to believe it was demons from another dimension that plunged the city into chaos. And he's talking about Inferno. Do you know what Inferno is, Bob?
0: I don't. I know Disco Inferno.
1: Oh, yeah? How'd that work yeah, out for you? I,
0: I lived that dream, baby. Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah, Inferno was uh, like this mutant story that crossed over into other things, but
0: <clears throat>
1: basically it was like uh, uh, you know who Scott Summers and Jean mm-hmm. Grey are? Sure. Right? Well, Scott was, after Jean died, Scott married someone that looked like Jean. Her name was Madeline Pryor. Uh, turns out Turns out she was a, 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 kind of like a witch that was in control of demons. Oh, a string of bad luck for Scott. It really was. Yeah. Um, and so that's how demons came onto Earth, and you know the mutants battled them and all that kind of stuff. It's a shame that it's always the mutants who get blamed for these things. Maybe if I could recruit a mutant or two in the New Avengers, it would give the mutant community an image boost. But that's very thoughtful of Steve.
0: is it really is yeah pr but
1: but before i can devote my full attention to the team i've got some personal matters to resolve with the commission of superhuman affairs in washington when i was first forced to turn in my uniform i i thought the whole government was against me now i believe it's simply one or two high placed officials who have a grudge against me and then we see a, a truck um and it's Going towards a um, intersection, but the guy, he's like, holy Joe, the bleeping and break is out again. I-, I can't stop. And he goes right into the intersection. He's about to hit some people. And uh, Steve's thinking to himself, I hope to get the matter settled over a week ago. But with one emergency after another cropping up, I couldn't. And he turns and he looks at the intersection. And uh, he drops the uh, the newspaper, as well as his, takes off quickly his overcoat, and he takes his shield and he throws it. A uh, uh, mutant! Who is that guy? Kind of looks like Captain America. You nuts. Cap wears red, white, and blue. This has been my uniform for several months now, and I still strike confusion into the hearts of my public any- everywhere I go. No time to worry about it now. I've got a runaway truck to stop. And he leaps, takes the shield off his back while in midair. He throws it and lands very nicely. The shield goes into the hub of where the wheel well is and stops the tire from turning, making it uh, squeal to a stop. But the truck's still coming. Steve jumps over, grabs these three boys, these baseball little leaguers out of the way then the truck is is leaning towards a woman in a with a baby carriage
0: what does she say rick
1: no my baby it's
0: (laughs) i just wanted to hear you read that line
1: (laughs) and uh and then she's falling but cap uh jumps grabs the baby before it hits the ground and oh look he then extends his other hand <laughs> and he gets the apple pie that fell out of the box
0: oh man that's a great panel right there <laughs> It even extends past the borders of the panel yeah you know
1: oh wow did you see that ought to go out for the yanks m- m- my baby <laughs> and your apple pie too all right, so now we're back to Fort Meade Special Powers Compound Medical Center. Uh, and there's an ambulance letting off. He's right this way, sir. Mr. Rockwell, we were expecting you. I, I'm Dr. Manaheim, and this is, never mind that, how is Walker? And there we see John Walker with his shirt off, laying in bed, in the hospital bed, but he's got bandages on his hands. And Battlestar is right there, and he says, or thinks to himself, strut and jerk? I'm not even worth a hello? The patient's doing surprisingly well, considering the ordeal he went through. The exposure and frostbite have apparently done no damage. His companion here, there, believes that uh has to do with his cellular augmentation process. They, they both underwent. If he's doing so well, why is he unconscious? Well, we gave him, I'm awake. Splendid. You medics may take your leave till I call you back. I need a word with him. Alone. Battlestar reports you had considerable trouble with the flag smasher terrorist, Walker. Yes, sir. He got the better of me. And you're aware of how he sanctioned Battlestar to bring in the original Captain America? Yes. Though I believe such an action was both unnecessary and insulting. I could have prevailed, given the chance. That seems highly unlikely, Walker. The fact of the matter is Roger succeeded or you failed. So what's the bottom line? you are taking that uniform from me and giving it back to him? We've not made a decision on that just yet, Walker. One last question. You may go back to sleep. What happened to the shield? It was taken from me, sir. But I'll get it back. It's the last thing I do. I'm sure that will not be necessary. You stay put, Walker. We want to be able to find you when we decided what to do with you. And then Battlestar goes over. and Lamar puts his hand on John's shoulder to reassure him. Look, Johnny, they weren't there. They can't understand how it was. I'm telling you, the commission jerks you. You're rounded like this. I'm sticking with you. We can walk out on that stupid gig, break out on our own like all the independents do. We'll make them sorry they let us go. Remove your hand, Lamar. if you had to call for help, brought the old cap in, I could handle it myself, but uh we'll talk about this some other time, John. You get some rest, and he smiles and he heads out. Oh man, there's no hope if I hadn't gotten help, John would have been dead. I know it ever since his folks got east, he's lost his grip on reality. Now, if he thinks I, his only friend, betrayed him, he's got nobody, nothing. What am I supposed to do? Then the phone rings while John's there laying alone. Yes? Mr. Walker, I know where your shield is. Meet me at the Smith Building on Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, by midnight tonight. And they hang up. You know, but I don't know about you, but every time I see one of these things in a movie, in a TV show, read about it. And if somebody who says, Here are the directions I'm giving you. Uh-huh. And then they hang up. Every single time I go, I have no recollection of what they just said. Like if that <laughs> happened to me,
0: I'm sorry. Somebody's dying. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Like I'm not going to get there in time.
0: Oh man, I hope this one has redial. I know. Okay. Like, right.
1: <laughs> um, hey, it's me again. <laughs>
0: Um, we just talked.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. that Baker Avenue? <laughs> Flemington? Like, I, I don't know. Can you run that by <laughs> me again? <laughs> so he goes, uh, gets out of bed, and uh, he's got bandages on his hands and his feet because, you know, probably frost frostbite. Uh, he's got tighty-whities on.
0: I wonder if he has bandages anywhere else. I would, yeah. I'd be wearing a heat pack.
1: <laughs> so he goes in and he puts the, the Captain America uniform on. And then he sneaks out and he's in Washington, D.C. later that night. Uh, we're We're at the commission. So I don't think we can put off making a decision about Walker until January, not without undermining the political credibility of the commission itself. Yes. We do want to be carried over in the new administration intact. Very well. Let's review the case against Walker. Henry, what's the latest on the watchdog affair? Out of the 10 dead and three permanently disabled by Walker's assaults, only four families have filed suit for damages. Our lawyers think it could be settled out of court easily. Valerie, what about his one-time associates, left-winger and right-winger, they call themselves? Despite burns over 90% of their bodies, both men are off the critical list and have regained consciousness long enough to be questioned. Although we have other eyewitnesses placing Walker at the scene, neither of the men will verify or press charges against him. Our investigators cannot determine if they will not speak out of fear of further reprisals or what. So it seems the legal problems Walker has caused are not as severe as we estimated. The fact remains that Walker is a loaded bomb. And if he waltzes through his current difficulties, it's only a matter of time before he does something that we can't whitewash. Despite the president's vote of confidence in him, we need to cut Walker loose. The sooner, the better. I agree. He was less than effective in the Flag Smasher affair. Had he not allowed Battlestar to call in Steve Rogers, we allowed it, Adrian. I don't remember being consulted on that particular decision. As a matter of fact, I did my part to see that Rogers remained out of it. Rogers is contemptible slime. And if that laughable excuse for a president hadn't butted in, he'd be behind bars. So later, everybody's leaving that particular meeting, and we see some of the people talking to each other. Douglas has really gone around the bend, Wesley. We're going to have to do something about him. In his own way, he, he's as far gone as Walker is. And then who do we have there but the captain, Steve Rogers, with his shield, sneaking in through the corridors to the point where he gets into Rockwell's office. And Rockwell's on the phone, the video call with that strange man. Are you telling me you have your usefulness, Rockwell? No, my hands are tied, sir. I'm just one man out of seven. I can't do anything more without the rest of the commission questioning the purity of my motives. All I'm saying is, oh, I've got to go. And he hangs up the phone because there's the captain. He leans in. Who were you talking to, Mr. Commissioner? That didn't look like the president. Do your fellow commissioners know of these conversations? What, 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 uh, th- this is an outrage, Roger. You have no business here. How did you get in? You're trespassing. I'll have you. I let myself in. I've come to return the shield your man lost. And he throws it on the on the desk. But while I'm here, I'd like you to explain a few things to me. Why did you let me go a few days ago? Who is that you report to? What is your personal stake in my career? Get out i don't have to explain anything to you and then his special line was buzzing i your private phone is ringing aren't you going to answer why is it calling now must know i've got a visitor sir i can't talk and then all of a sudden this red dust comes out of the phone and sprays him in the face bob And then he gasps, and he chokes, and he looks horrified as his face dissolves into a red skull. And then there's laughing. Good Lord, no. He's dead. That red dust that sprayed from the receiver, that's the stock and trade of the red skull. But he's dead. Died in my arms. Who could be imitating his tricks? And then he checks out the phone. Here's the spray capsule. When was it installed? Was the commissioner aware of it? This is the second time in a matter of days that I've been reminded of the skull. Flag Smasher claimed he learned the skull was financing his terrorist organization. This still doesn't prove anything. Hmm. What's this odd button here? Aha, the direct line. And he sees the video. An empty chair... The skull insignia on it still doesn't prove anything more than there being a copycat killer on the loose. Let me see if I can call in some old favors and get this line traced. And then elsewhere in Washington, there is John Walker in his Captain America uniform going to the place that he was directed. Bob, where was that? Can you, from memory, know when uh, when he called what that address was?
0: I don't recall, Rick. Can I you recall was... any words whatsoever? I cannot.
1: Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> we,
0: Go Rick Shields.
1: Yeah, it would be bad. And then uh, there's a guy at the front door, a doorman, some would say, uh, letting him in. Good evening, sir. Go right in. And then there's a, a guard. Um, and he's pointing. Look at uh, the guard's uniform. Look at the insignia on his shoulder. It's a little, it's a white skull and it says, Smith guard. Would that be Johann Schmidt?
0: Schmidt guard.
1: That elevator will take you to the penthouse, sir. And then he gets to the elevator, goes to the penthouse and there is a receptionist waiting behind a desk. Mr. Smith is expecting you, captain. Go on in smith and then at the long end of the corridor the door raises and there's the blonde and a standing there in a black suit with a white shirt and a green tie with that cigarette smoke uh, hanging out so good of you to come walker very punctual too call me captain america no i don't think i shall I can only bring myself to call the original by that name. Look, I don't know who you are or how you seem to know so much about me, but if you'd lured me here to play some kind of game, a game, splendid. Gentlemen. And then coming out from these doors, along the walls, coming out to the table, we see all these different recognizable characters from the last. 20 some issues Bob mm-hmm. I believe you recognize the uniforms of most of these individuals mr. Walker an ultimatum agent a resistant a member of the sweatshop remember the sweatshop Bob I don't Rick yeah that was when um, the uh, the power broker was making making uh, those various um, super-powered People? Okay, right, right, that the yeah. Sweatshop. yeah.
0: That, that was the sweatshop. All
1: right, yeah. a scourge. Uh, of the- I just
0: figured those were the guys making all the uniforms for everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a watchdog, a scourge of the underworld. Yeah, wow, they're all there. Well, I've been behind all of your misfortunes to date. Who are you? Why, I'm Steve Rogers, the original Captain America, of course. Who else? Ah, he does look like Captain America. Mm. Rogers? Okay, my elite troopers, he's all yours. Come back and fight me, you. If you survive these people, I'll consider it. Good luck. You'll need it. And so he charges after the door of that uh, this mysterious person went by. Can we just call him the Red Skull?
0: Yeah. Like, I think we all that. kind
1: of figured it out by now, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, whether he's the original Johann Schmidt or somebody right. else, we don't so, know. But he's, yeah, he's yeah. basically the Red Skull, right? Right. Yeah. Watch where you're shooting. No. Oh. Without a shield, he's an easy target. He moves so quickly. I can't get a beat on him. I'm not getting near that crossfire. Uh, But he does get tagged in the leg. So he's fighting all these guys. And um, get up, Captain A. All the fancy moves in the world aren't going to help you walk out of here in one piece. And then the resistant uh, says, hold your fire, sec, you jerks. I'll show the flag man what we think of his jury rigged shield. You got to Rust. Give me time to reload. And he melts his chair, but he throws it at the watchdog, and it hits him in the face, and burns him. And then uh, one of the sweatshop guys, who's really really strong, you know, he picks up this huge table and he throws it on top of him. Wing Ding ain't the only one who can use props. Watch this. Ha! I pinned him. Okay, you crack shots. Now let's see if you can nail this sucker. Just go easy on my size 12s, okay? And then just then, John punches up through the table. He's got to be pretty strong to do that. Yeah, he didn't even get a wind Exactly. He's like, yeah. no, he's just, just from the go. And then his face comes through. His, his face comes through a table. And it's breaking through, and he's got that devilish grin on his face. And he says, party time. You know what he really should be saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's Johnny. Because <laughs> that's what it looks like, the expression on his face. He's coming it does. Duel, you know.
0: It's a bit of an homage to the yeah. shiny. And right? the fact that yeah. his name's
1: Johnny, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, outside, we have Steve getting in. He's as a captain, and he's sneaking his way in. But as he finally gets inside, he's in on one of the levels all of a sudden the lights come on really bright and he's nowhere left to hide. Welcome, Captain. I've been expecting you. Please proceed to the room at the end of the corridor. Great. Here I thought I'd enter unnoticed. So much for stealth. I may as well play along at this point. And he opens the door. I'm here. So you are. Such a good soldier. And then on the screen is the Red Skull in his... You know, blondness, smoking a cigarette. So, Captain, have you guessed which of your many enemies is behind all this yet? It's obvious you want me to believe it's the Red Skull. Very good. But I I take it you don't believe that, eh? No, the Red Skull is dead. He died in my arms. I held his lifeless corpse. Did it look a little something like this, Captain? And, in, and there it is. It's a, kind of an image back, going back to issue 300. That video on the monitor, is that, yes, I think it's actual footage of my last fight with the skull. But how did this mystery man get that? I'm not really in the mood for games, mister. Tell me who you are. Don't tell me who you are. It doesn't matter. What matters is you're responsible for the head commissioner being dead, and I'm taking you in. Oh, you do take the fun out of everything, Captain, or should I say, Steve Rogers? Very well, I admit it. I'm the Red Skull. Oh yes, and I'm also you. See, and then he takes the the red light off into so that the normal light comes on, so you could see his face. And he does. You're right, Bob. He looks like Steve Rogers. Video images can be faked. Who is this guy? Which of my enemies know so much about me? The last person who imitated my appearance was the mutate Primus. Is this him? Remember that,
0: Bob, Primus? Way back in issues 278, 279, Rick?
1: Yeah. He also imitated Doughboy.
0: I love Doughboy.
1: I know you do. Okay, whoever you are, the bottom line, you know who I am. You went through some trouble to fool me into thinking you're the Red Skull. You expected me to come after you. What is it you want? I want you to die, of course. But first, I want you to know a few things. Most important, as I've told you, I am the Red Skull. Your greatest enemy brought back to life. How I came back, I'm not foolish enough to divulge. Why I'm not wearing my traditional mask? I have a new agenda now. What worked in wartime Germany is inappropriate for decadent America. Here, the face of a handsome Aryan is a much more versatile mask. The next thing I want you to know is about your replacement. Are you aware that the man's name is John Walker? And that before assuming your role, he called himself Super Patriot? You met him when we went by that alias, didn't you? You brawled in a parking lot, and he got the better of you. I pulled the full strings, and not only arranged for you to have your finances investigated, but for Walker to take over your old job. He was quite a motivated young man, took his training quite conscientiously. But one of the first times he was sent on a field mission, he proved somewhat more aggressive than you. Do you remember Professor Power? He beat him to death. But that was but a taste of things to come after I ordered my watchdog group to kidnap and murder his parents. Walker really went wild. He slew nine of the watchdogs, injured others. Then he went after his two former friends, now known as left and right-wingers. He believed them culpable in his parents' death. He killed them too, reportedly. The point of all this, you may be asking? Why the devaluation of the image of Captain America? Of course, when all of Walker's activities become known, and I'll see to it they are, it'll not only tarnish the concept of Captain America, but it'll give the administration something of a black eye for letting such a man loose, eh? In short, I have orchestrated both your personal downfall and that of your alter ego. Exceptional work for an enemy you thought dead all this time, eh? I've heard enough. And then he leaves. Is what he told me true? I still can't believe he's the Skull. He just doesn't act like him. But the part about Super Patriot being the new cat? That's entirely possible. If I were to just talk to my replacement, I could tell in a moment if, I were, if it were indeed him. What about all those atrocities he allegedly committed? And he keeps walking through different rooms trying to find John. I'm not leaving this building until I get some real answers. Even if I have to search every single nook and cranny. Huh? My uniform. Super Patriot. All those bodies. And there's John on his hands and knees, huffing and puffing over a bunch of apparently dead bodies. Steve Rogers, so you decide to come out and hide and face me like a man. So we cut back to the commission building. And they're pulling away Rockwell's body on a gurney. Good Lord, could that really be Douglas? His face, I I think I'm going to... Easy, Ray, easy. Just be glad you weren't the one who found it. Who could have done such a horrible thing? The rapid mummification of his victims' faces is the trademark of the Red Skull, Captain America's old enemy. Wasn't he reported dead? Yes, there was a brief from the Avengers a while back. In any event, someone has adopted his stock and trade and used it on poor Douglas. But why him? The head of an agency keeping tabs on all persons with superhuman capacities and in their entire country is bound to make a few enemies. We can only hope that there are no further such incidents. When the police conclude their investigation, I'm going through every file, every drawer, every scrap of paper in Douglas's office. Somehow, I have a feeling Douglas knew his killer, let him in his office. So then we cut back to the Smith building, and Walker is uh, coming at Steve, leaping towards him. Okay, Rogers, if you thought that your lackeys would wear me down enough so you could come along and finish me off, guess again. That voice, it's super patriots. Then he is the one who replaced me. But what's he doing here? And why does he think I had anything to do with those men he apparently killed? And he smacks him with the shield. Hold on a second, mister. I think you're laboring under a misconception. Had to defend myself. The super patriot walker is easily ten times stronger than me. One solid blow, and it would be all over for me. I know what's going on here. The mystery man with my face must have convinced Walker that he's the real me. Walker thinks he's fighting him. I should never let you off the first time we fought. I won't make that mistake again. Listen, Walker, I'm not who you think I am. That is, the man you must have spoken to before, he's not, shut up and die. And he goes to punch but he hits the shield instead. And then Steve turns and kicks him to in the back of the leg to get him down. He's too battle frenzy to reason. with. That's okay. I guess this is one fight. I don't want to reason my way out of this is one. I want to win. He hasn't lost any of his strength. I see close, but not close enough. I hear him running up behind me. I've got to, ah, he tackled me before I could regain my footing. We're heading for that. Got you. And they crash to a wall, but Steve puts his shield up to protect himself. Got to break his grip around me. Manage to land on him. His right arm's gone just a little slack, enabling to twist and strike, and he elbows him in the face. And then he looks up, and he sees all these images on these different screens, Bob. They're all images of John Walker doing horrible things. What? The bank of TV screens have all come on. They're all showing images of Walker as Captain America. Brutal images of him smashing and maiming and killing his opponents. Fake? I don't think so. The bleeding bodies in the next room look like the same man's handiwork. My God, how he stained the images I spent decades building. Captain America was never intended to be a killer. Never. But why is the man with my face showing these pictures? To distract me? To invigorate Walker? And just then, uh, Walker tries up and he he goes to kick at him. You've been been holding me off pretty good, Rogers, thanks to that shield of mine. I don't suppose you would care to toss it aside and fight me like a man, or do you need it to hide behind? I shouldn't do this. But ever since that day we first fought, when I failed to beat him, I felt my fighting edge had gone dull. All right. Okay, Walker, let's do it. And uh, he ducks a punch from Walker and hits him in, in in the body. I've had to fight the good fight without them. I've had to swallow my pain. And then this travesty with the commission, a worse body blow. I've allowed myself to be stripped of my rightful title and uniform, allowed it like a good soldier. I've had to fight the good fight without them. I've had to swallow my pain and anger and recreate myself as the captain. I see now that that was the way to harden myself, to use adversity to help me regain my fighting edge. Here's where I could see it all paid off. Here's where I could put my all on the line and see if I still have what it takes to be called Captain America. Pretty good, Rogers. Pretty good. But now it's my turn. And he has that maniacal look on his face again. And he comes at him and double punches him in the face. And then as he's landing, Steve kicks him in the gut. And they're going back and forth as the as the fighting on the images screens behind him as well. And then here's another nice panel. Here's... uh john coming at steve but he leaps over him so there's four pictures of steve leaping and landing behind him and then just as john goes to punch him he hits it into a metal um electrical surge that he gets and he's just electrocuted and then um but he pulls out the wires from there And he takes it and he puts it behind uh, Steve's face. And he starts choking him. You're dead, Rogers. You've tormented me for the last time. And Steve's on his knees leaning forward. Got to aim this just right. Put all my strength behind it. And then he takes his two fists and he punches John in each ear as hard as he can. And he screams. Thank heaven, he's down. I've knocked him out. I've won. I've reclaimed part of myself. Still, one more foe to fight. Show yourself, coward. I know you're watching this, probably videotaping it for posterity. Come out and face the champion. Well, does he have the guts and stupidity to meet my challenge? And then he does. He shows up in person. And there's Red Skull in his his uh, business suit. Smoking a cigarette. Bravo, Alvo. Good show. Good show indeed. But then again, I knew you wouldn't disappoint me. I've learned to never underestimate you. He looks unarmed, but no doubt he's got some trick up his sleeve. I should just slug him and be done with it. But I've come this far, I want to hear what he has to say. And he gets up really close to, to his face. Hmm, this close I could tell it's not a mask he's wearing. It's chilling. We're identical. But there's something in those eyes. If you didn't expect him to kill me, what was the point of arranging that little tournament? The point? I can get anyone to do my dirty work now. I need never soil my Aryan hands again. Anyone but me to do your dirty work. Correct, old enemy. Anyone but you. I truly expect... One day, you'll be the last free man on earth. You see, Captain, I'm going to prevail this time. I'm going to stamp out freedom, justice, democracy, all of your idiotic little ideologies. And you're going to watch me do it. Um, And at this point, we see John's awake and he's crawling to get his shield. I've learned from the errors of my past life. I no longer put all my eggs in one basket. I no longer live from one grand scheme to the next. It's taken vast preparation, but now I have countless schemes going at once all over the world, all designed to bring me closer to my ultimate goal. Furthermore, you're never going to be able to prove that I'm behind anything, though you'll know it to be true. I'm no longer an easily identifiable foreign agitator. I am now a disarmingly handsome American businessman turning the wondrous free enterprise system against itself. I want you to know I am here. I want you to know what I am up to. I do so like torturing you, don't you see? One last thing before I take my leave. I want you to know that I will tire of torturing you someday and decide to kill you. It could be now next week or 20 years from now i can't tell but rest assured one day you will die by my hands why is he not inhaling the dust of death in his cigarette um and at that point walker throws the shield to the knees of red skull which makes him um the the dust of death kind of Go out from his cigarette and the, the cloud, you know, cap gets out of way, but it's still around the red skull's face, which is making him, his face go into that, dissolve into an actual red skull, not a mask. Good Lord, the impact of the shield must have caused him to bite down on the dust activator, giving him a face full, but he didn't die from it. And John says, Which one of you, Rogers, can't let him get away? And he tosses the shield to stop the door from closing behind the red skull. He can't have gotten far. I, I guess he can. This place is like a maze. No telling where he is right now. This is pointless. I better see to Walker. And he goes back and he hands his shield to John, who's standing. I think I owe you one, Walker. I tumbled to the fact that his cigarette holder was his weapon, but possibly not in time to save myself from a face full of red dust. How do you know it was him I was aiming for, Rogers? Well, at least now you'll be able to tell our faces apart. Was he the Red Skull? I'm almost beginning to think so. Now then, will you come with me to see the commission? I want to know which one of us get to shoot an hour later, they're in front of the commission, the two of them standing there. I don't know if a search warrant will help Madam Commissioner. He may be too cagey to leave anything incriminating laying around. Still, I'd have my people keep the Smith building under surveillance if I were you. We went through the former head commissioner's office and found a number of uh, suspicious items, including that private video phone you mentioned. We cannot link his activities to anyone in particular just yet, but we do have certain reasons to believe that he overstepped his authority in certain matters, such as your case. While it's true that the government owns the name, the uniform, and the shield of Captain America, the majority of us decided it is you, Steve Rogers, who made that name, uniform and shield, mean something. In light of your continued service to the American people, Mr. Rogers, we would like to extend you the honor you are due and perhaps make up for any inconvenience this commission may have caused you. Mr. Walker is the will of the commission that you step down as captain America and return the shield and uniform to Mr. Rogers. With all due respect, Madam commissioner, I appreciate what you've just told me, but I do not want them back. I have learned these past months that I could serve my ideals, the ideals of this great country even without that uniform. I've learned that it's the man that counts, not the clothing. And he turns to leave and he says, I'll be in touch. Leaving the commission and John Walker dumbfounded. As he's walking down the hall outside, John follows him. Rogers, Rogers, wait a minute. Who's kidding who? You may not have come up with the name or, Stitched the uniform together, but you created the role of Captain America. His code of conduct, his reputation, his legend. I've had up to here with the people who expect me to be exactly like you. I'm not. I'll never be. I have my own way of serving this nation that I love, and it's not the way of Captain America. They're taking this uniform away from me anyway. I have no idea what they'll do with me after that. Come on. Take the darn thing back to prevent them from getting yet another poor slab to try to do this same job that you do so easily. The commission didn't put you up to this, did they, Mr. Walker? The commission isn't very good at putting anyone up to anything. Point taken. And then here we are, Bob, the last page of the story. It all ends here. And it's a gigantic splash of Steve Rogers' back in the Captain America uniform with a big smile on his face. And it reads, And sometime later, in his private quarters on Avengers Island, Steve Rogers strips off the black uniform that had been a gift from a now-departed friend and slowly, almost reverently, puts on the colors that represent the country he loves as much as life itself. When he is done, he walks to a full-length mirror, and he lifts his gaze to greet the image that peers back at him. Captain America. Sentinel of Liberty. Star-spangled Avenger. Living legend. He's been called all this and more. A huge smile spreads across his face. Tomorrow, he'll be called them again. He's back. He did it his way. And it feels Right, and then there's a little encryption here. It says, "Dedicated to Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, creators of America's greatest superhero." Ooh, the end, Bob.
0: The end. It's been a long road. It really has, and yet we're here at the destination. So, Bob, when you first
1: read this story um do you recall any any of your initial reaction to wow um you know the red skull is behind everything the entire time uh now the red skull's back he's alive you know we, we we saw him die he he looks like steve rogers um so there's that whole element right mm-hmm. and then there's the you know um uh, Steve feeling like he's earned the right to be back as, as captain America, Uh, a little bit of that switcheroo at the end where he's like, yeah, that's all right. I don't want it. I don't need it. Mm -hmm. But, um, but ultimately, you know, he was happy to, to take it back. Um, Any, any memory of uh, those initial I do. I do.
0: I do remember at the time thinking like, Oh my God. I mean, I was surprised that uh, it brought Red Skull back, what I thought was relatively quickly, right? I mean, he had just been kind of killed off, right? Um, But I do remember at the time thinking that um, I liked the whole conspiracy aspect of of the Mm -hmm. story, right? And and the fact that it was so long drawn out and everything was tied together and sort of put together as as a Red Skull conspiracy. You know, sometimes it you know those sorts of conspiracies they might sort of come together and you know a couple story arcs maybe and then they're tied up in a nice bow. But but this this was over a very very long time and uh, and I thought that was that was well played out um, mm-hmm. considering the character was brought back so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after his demise, I, I do I do remember that. Yeah
1: i think i was really surprised i mean you you say so quickly but i you know when you're that age five years is a lot yeah right right. i mean i was you know let's say 13 when he was killed and then 18 when he came back yeah that that's a it's a heck that's a lot of a lifetime for for someone that age right right yeah so um but anyway uh yeah i
0: i don't know i i guess in my mind though i mean i i don't know i i don't know i don't know what grunwald like when this germ in his mind started like when he started when he when he said to himself all right this is where this story is going this is where i'm going to take it Mm -hmm. um you know not with issue 350 apparently you know obviously when when the Red skull shows up or or, even a few issues back but but like, how far back did he go? Okay, this is this is where this journey is taking us.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Um, you know, sometimes like you know, we, we, when we talk to Mark Wade, Mark Wade would have said, "Oh, I came up with it, that issue." <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't plan those out. I tend to think, based on what we know of Mark, um, from what we've read and and talked to to people who who knew him and like seemed to me like he was the kind of person who meticulously like planned these types of things out yeah that would be my guess right but i don't know yeah. i don't know um what do you think of the story of john walker
0: but, you know i i i think it's it's a it's a cautionary tale right i mean um we all we always yeah. You know, I think we all do this in life, right? We see people, we go, "Gosh, hell, I could do the job better than he's doing it." Right? That guy's a moron, right? Mm-hmm. And this is this is what John Walker's tale is all about, right? I mean, John Walker is he's good at what he does, you know, and uh, for such as it is. But you know, he thinks that I could do that job better than that old fuddy-duddy uh, That's Steve what Rogers.
1: Some listeners are thinking right now.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, those, those two funny duddies doing that podcast. Right, exactly. Right. And so I, you know, I, that's what I love about this story because it's, it's, it's twofold. Right. I mean, it's, it's John Walker realizing that, um, that a lot of jobs, not as easy as I thought it was. It's not as easy as it looks on TV folks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, being a superhero is different than, than watching a superhero and and then the flip side of that is Steve, you know, coming to some realizations uh, about himself and about his service as Captain America and what that means. And um, so it's two great stories woven together. I mean, it's really a brilliant piece of writing. It really
1: is. And 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 when you think about the reasoning behind the Super Patriot and Captain storyline originally was. We talked about this. We talked about this probably back in, you know, episode 70 when we kicked this off and that was Rambo was big at that time. Right. People were like, Captain America was, you know, why don't you make him more like Rambo? Why don't you, you know, get him where, you know, he has a, you know, a cool big gun, you know, and and like that was, you know, America, you know, i don't know it it, we talked about it back then yeah right but he wanted to prove it like no captain america steve rogers uh, is a a strong character no matter what year it is what decade is in um what the pop culture is like his his values um are still important um and not killing and and things like that so um Do you think, do you think Mark achieved what he set out to do in, in that, um, okay, you want a Rambo, I'm going to give you a Rambo and I'm going to, by the end, you're going to miss Steve Rogers and you're going to see that the Rambo way is not the right way. And, and you're going to want Steve Rogers back and, and be happy that he is back.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a great question, right? Because obviously there are there are folks out there who are huge fans of John Walker. Uh, And of course, he went on to become US agent and, uh, you know, find parts of his, um, his fragility and his, uh, you know, his, his weaknesses, uh, endearing in a certain way, because it makes him more relatable, more human um, but I do think, you know, yeah, I think by the end of, of this uh this series with with 350, we we do come to respect uh Steve Rogers' way of problem solving, right? His the the boundaries that he sets for himself. We we maybe see him in a different light in a, with a new respect because now we've seen the antithesis of that, which doesn't always, I mean, it sounds like Rambo, yeah, Rambo Punisher. All these characters um, that were, were popular then um, looks good, again, on paper. But like with John Walker, we see how quickly things get out of control and how mm-hmm. badly things end up when when the application of violence is your go to solution for everything. Right. I mean, when every problem is uh, is a nail, uh, all you got is a hammer.
1: Right. Whatever the
0: hell that saying is. Right. Yeah you got a hammer every problem looks like a nail that's exactly <laughs> that's
1: that's yeah i didn't yeah. Wanna, you you know what yeah yeah I, uh <laughs> <laughs> when the germans bombed pearl harbor uh whatever he's on a roll oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's um,
0: a classic yeah
1: no i agree with you i i agree um and you know what i think i think we'll probably talk more about this story uh in future episodes too um i think it, it deserves that impact and and uh, you know maybe we'll have some some other people call in or whatever, but um, you know uh, yeah, and we'll let it sink in a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get through this. Let's go through a buzz round. Let's make this fast, Bob. We got to right. do favorite panel, t-shirt worthy time capsule. You go first. Oh wait, we're supposed to flip. All right, hold on.
0: All right, flip all that, right. Flip I got my challenge coin. I got
1: my challenge coin here. What do you want? You want? I'm I'm a Shield you want mm-hmm. the shield yeah oh see i think the what would cap do is the better side but okay. Mm-hmm. ready
0: okay
1: oh i go first what would cap do?
0: all right all right what would cap do
1: all right so for favorite panel all right bob you know me i'm a sucker for when uh they show cap jumping around a bunch of times in the same panel you know like it's like half faded and then the last one is fully color- colored mm-hmm. I love that and and so there's a scene in 350 where he is uh jumping around and he throws the shield to stop the 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 out of control truck right, right. I yeah. almost picked that one Bob I almost picked oh, that one almost. But, but the next page the one where he is uh Laying down, he's holding the kid, and he's got his hand stretched out. we got the mm-hmm. uh, the apple pie, yeah, like you said he was coming off off the yeah. screen i i that's my favorite panel I, oh, love, I love that, that panel. panel I
0: was going with that panel I yeah. stole it from you you did you stole my oh, panel. you stole how's my it feel, pie. Bob you stole yeah. my pie panel you've done that to me many times I know I love the pie panel I love the pie panel i'm gonna i'm gonna go is it, all right i got i got i'm gonna I got one here it's mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's not in my view, uh, one of the best panels, but it's a panel that I find intriguing and, and I'm hoping somebody can help me out with it because I don't know if it's in my mind's eye, if I'm just seeing what I want to see, but maybe someone else can call, get me straight on this, but it's in that same issue
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's, it's Rockwell's office mm-hmm. right before uh, Steve Rogers shows up and Rockwell is talking to that mysterious man, on the telemonitor right Mm -hmm. so are you looking at that page i think so all right and uh if 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 you if you look to the left and you see the man in the monitor Mm -hmm. you see the smoke coming off his cigarette Mm -hmm. if you if you turn that to the side it looks like words but i don't know what it says so it intrigues me that the the uh kieran was trying to uh embed a message in there but i don't know what it is
1: interesting yeah it does right yeah like there's like an h i m
0: o I don't know if it's, it looks to me like there's a G with, with an O and some T's and an E. I don't know what that word says. Oh. I don't know if it's German or if. I don't know, but I find it intriguing enough. Ah, that, yeah. uh, I'm going to have to ask the listeners maybe to take a look at it. Maybe they'll have some ideas.
1: OK, I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right, listeners, give us uh, give help Bob out here. All right. So let's get to T-shirt worthy. All right, I might be stealing this one from you too Bob all right I gotta go with the very last page to the story
0: oh okay
1: we're we're it's a full page cap standing there. he's got a smile on his face, but also, I want to have all the you know the word boxes around him mm-hmm. uh and in the inscription, everything. I want that entire page put on a t shirt because uh. It's the words mean something. And this is an important moment. This is an important moment where Steve is back as Captain America and he wants to be. Now, I'm going to throw this out there. Bob, I'm just noticing this now because I'm looking at uh, on the screen here all of the the pages on one page. Mm -hmm. And I just realized, Bob, that last page, that last last page is the same image as the opening splash page the where it's the same outline of steve's body in Mm -hmm. the same pose in the same height but before it was the red skull and the loincloth standing there but then you go to the last page it's the same pose same height same everything but it's steve in the captain america uniform with a smile
0: instead i just noticed that it's pretty cool i you're right i never noticed that before thanks for bringing that to my attention all right, what are you putting on a t-shirt? All right, you know this is a little this is a little wonky, but I you know I got lots of cap t-shirts. Yeah, and, and, and like you, I've got a I've got a Red Skull t-shirt um, that I wear when I'm feeling particularly devious. Mm. But back in issue 348, uh, back before we knew it was the Red Skull, we just knew it was the Mysterious Man. Uh, he had uh, he said, "The dead are of little use to us," and I thought oh. that's what I want. I want. I want the Red Skull, <laughs> but I want that quote from that panel coming out of a, a word balloon for the Red Skull. That's uh-huh. what I want from my t-shirt.
1: Nice. Yeah. The dead are a little used to us. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah, when I'm having a particularly bad day, that's my t-shirt, my go-to t-shirt.
1: I find it surprising, though, that the Red Skull would refer to as us instead of me. He, Him being a... That's true. Uh, right, yeah. A, a very much a sociopath and uh narcissist, you know, everything's about him. I'm surprised he said us.
0: Yes. All right. Uh time capsule, what you got? All right. I love this. Uh, so issue uh 349, Battlestar needs to identify himself and he says I have a government ID. I love that. I love that Rick. Uh but I guess we still have government IDs, but you know, over the course of my government service, uh, the IDs changed over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, at first, when I first came in, it was sort of like a like a paper card that was laminated, right? And then mm-hmm. by the time I got out, it was like a hard plastic card with embedded microchips and all kinds of biometric stuff, mm-hmm. right? And now I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure they've they're continuing to move on to Digital identification, right, and mm-hmm. other forms of biometrics, and so I think the idea of and this, of course, the the Avengers ID card that Steve always carries around and mm-hmm. Battlestar. I think that is that is a thing that is going away very, very slowly, and so that, I'm putting that in my time capsule. This idea that you've got a, a an ID card in your wallet, your your government ID card to identify yourself as Battlestar. Because that can't be fake. Yeah, I
1: know. That's the first thing i was thinking. All <laughs> right. right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Oh. Oh. Okay. You have an ID. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. Go through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So time capsule for me. Uh, I know this is a cop out. I've done this before. Probably the last time we we covered uh, uh, in episode ninety six. Maybe. Maybe it was ninety two. But anyway, um, the page uh, in issue um, three. 48 uh the i think it's page uh six the one that has uh ronald reagan i know it's a cop out he walks in he's like hello mommy (laughs) no he didn't say that (laughs) that,
0: okay
1: yeah i love it yeah Yeah. That you know that to me is like oh all right well true it could be part of any eight years but he did say i am you know being uh i'm I'm out you know come january so it was very time specific like you 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 were not confusing this with any other time period so right yeah um so that goes in my time capsule
0: yeah no i love it when uh I, i love it when we see real life figures in comics i know some folks don't like that but i i like that i think touchstones with uh and i know mark did this a lot touchstones with with uh, cultural phenomenon pop culture at the time celebrity figures politicians I, I love seeing that stuff in comics because it does create that time capsule that uh, when you go back and you read it or or somebody today reading it you know if my son was reading it mm-hmm. he's like who the heck's this guy and, you know I'm like yeah this is a real dude a look at it. google it <laughs> Learn
1: yourself something. Oh my! How the mighty have fallen when we refer to the president as a dude. Show <laughs> right. some respect, Bob. Come on.
0: <gasps> right. Right.
1: Um, all right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, let's talk about next episode real quick. I know that I mentioned it's going to tie in with the MCU. So here we're doing, Bob. You ready for this? All right. We and, and can you squeeze a little, squeak a little more? not on command only when it's annoying all right um in episode 102 we are not going to cover a captain america comic book we are going to we're going uh, to cover a she hulk comic what? i know uh it's it's from 2014 and it's issues 8 9 and 10 mm. And why are we going to cover She-Hulk? Well, you're like, well, of course, because the MCU. Yeah, but you know what? I read this issue a few weeks ago. Loved it, Bob. Loved it. So, what was going on in 2014 in Cap's world? Well, guess what? He was old and depowered. He was not Captain America. It was Sam Wilson at that time. He was just like, you know, old Steve. And he still kind of worked with Shield, still kind of helped out with the Avengers and he's just he's just steve rogers now yeah steve rogers as as everyone knows my favorite fictional character right so not only do we get to see steve rogers but this is a story about something that happened prior to him getting the super soldier serum prior to becoming captain america it goes back to his youth just before very close time and something happens where he is now being sued, all these decades later, and he goes to Jennifer Walters, aka She Hulk, to defend him. And so we get to see uh, the investigation, we get to see the courtroom drama, um, and but we get to learn more about Steve's background as Steve Rogers, and we get to see him today still be a man that we admire uh i i love this story and i can't wait to share it with uh with the listeners
0: yeah i read it right after you told me we were going to do this and i i 100 agree with all your sentiments and i think it's the first story we've done with old man steve right
1: i think so yeah i do i do yeah in
0: that yeah. time frame so
1: yeah i mean it is episode 102 i mean it only's you know I mean, he's 102 or something like that so, so there's how it all comes full circle it once does. Again, you're bye. amazing
0: you're amazing it really does <laughs>
1: All right, Bob. It has been a long episode. It's been a long journey. Thanks for being my partner in this. It's been a lot of fun wrapping Cap with you.
0: All right, let's do it again. I can't wait for She-Hope, attorney at law. Excellent.
1: Well, he's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbanis, And you have been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. (laughs)